everyone, this is Ash, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, I am here with my two lovely co-podcasters, Jimin. Anyahaseyo, stay freaky. <laughs> and Nat. Hello, my man's in the military. It's sad. <laughs> and Wait, who is your man? JB from God7. Oh, shoot. Girl, I thought you were talking about Tekyon still. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> and we're back. We're back for another <laughs> week of K-pop news and views and silliness and everything all wrapped up in one great, big, wonderful package. Yeah. Uh, I have to say. Yes. La- Nat unmuting just to laugh is very funny to me because it reminds me of when, when everybody was working from home on Zoom and people would unmute ju- just, to, just to like, just to be like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, unmute just to let you know you they, they at work. Anyway, um, yes, you, you make it to you. It was funny. But I did it because it was funny because Ash was just like. Okay, <laughs> so like, I, just yeah. it I didn't want it to be empty air. You know what I mean? But okay. no, I love that. <laughs> also, we have to do our poll too. I, I just realized we don't know what our poll is. So yeah, yeah. Our, our poll can be about the biggest topic, which is high B S M E. Okay, know? like are people happy about it? Do people want right. you know S M to be acquired by Cacao? Because it sounds like S M E is not going to ever like it's not going to be on the phone. It's going to be bought by two people. Like one of these two people or two organizations. Well, sorry, yeah. So maybe the poll should be. Maybe the poll should be. You know, will SM be bought by Cacao or Hybe or you know, third option? So Hybe hasn't completely bought them yet, or is it in the works? They have to wait because remember, it's like they become a monopoly, so they have to like get uh, regulations, like regulators. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it later. But it's yeah. a coming topic, but exactly. so this is our poll question. Do you think uh, SME will be bought by Hybe, Hybe or Cacao? Yes. Or a third option. Lee Sumaya maybe finesses everybody and ends up just keeping his company <laughs> with more power than before. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was an option, but okay. That would be an incredible like I don't know the status know. of it of my I don't know the status of the deal so far. Like I guess we'll talk about it later. But that would be that would be something. Like I would because right now I'm I'm on team F Lee Suman, but that would be like the long con if he really was able to pull that off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's our pull. And we will de- definitely make sure to put it up this time, guys. We promise. We promise. <laughs> Uh, look out for it, uh, please. <laughs> and well, with that, I will go on to our comebacks and debuts. There hasn't been a lot going on in that area right now, but we do have a few. Uh, Key with Killer, Stacy with Teddy Bear, Twice's uh, first subun- subunit, Misamo with Mina, Sana, and Momo, and XG with Left Right. Uh, did any of you, did you guys listen to any of these? What did you think? Oh, I'm just going to clarify. So Key oh, actually yes. did just come out today uh, with uh, Killer. Actually, I haven't watched it. Uh, but, and uh, XG did drop a B-side MV for Left Right, which is fantastic. 
Uh, in terms of Stacy and Teddy Bear, that's not out yet. I think it comes out like next week or something. And in terms of like uh, the Misa Mo, that's subunit doesn't come out until July. But it literally uh, the news dropped that that's going to be like their first official, you know, um, subunit for Twice, which is not surprising since their first soloist was last year with Nyan, right? So uh, it's the Japanese line, obviously, as you can tell, and everybody's excited because they are amazing. So I'm excited yeah. to see. Misomo. Uh, and I'm very excited for Stacy's teddy bear because Stacy has yet to let me down. So I'm very excited for that. Have they released a teaser or anything for that they, yet? Yeah, they I think they dropped two teasers for teddy bear so far and they're cute. Uh so uh, I think it's very different See, from Beautiful Liar, which is their last release. See, I miss the days of K-pop groups releasing like Every day leading up to it, they'll release a different teaser with a different member. Like, shout outs to EXO for that. I miss those days. Um, I'm super excited for Stacey, though. Um, I don't want to speak too soon, though, because on our last episode, I mentioned being super excited for 2 by 2 and then I heard their album, and I, like, I made all these predictions. I, I was like, it's going to be the greatest album of all time. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say all that, but I was very excited, and they very much disappointed me. Um, but I am very excited for Stacey still, somehow. And I'm also... Uh, I listened to left, right, left and right halfway. And then I was like, I cannot listen to this. I'm going to have to wait to listen to listen to it with Nash, Nash, <laughs> Nat and Ash, because this song is amazing. <laughs> like, I had to turn it off because it was so good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Ash? Um, I have not really been keeping up with uh, the comebacks and debuts, uh, but I remember reading about Misamo, uh, which is like one of the smartest like decisions that they've made because obviously Twice has a lot of like success in Japan. So I don't think there's any way that that subunit can fail <laughs> as long as they market them right and give them the right song. Um, and Stacy, I have liked pretty much every song they've done so far. So it sounds like Teddy Bear is going to be cutesy though. So I don't know how I will like that, but I will give them the benefit of the doubt. And I have not heard XG uh, their latest songs and we will be doing them later as our feature so I look I'm interested in hearing what they have then and you know being able to give my verdict on it so yeah I will clarify Stacey's teddy bear from what it sounds like it, it doesn't sound very early like I think that's oh, just like okay. the title of it um I will say that 17 also had a, like a comeback with like a subunit called 17 bss i don't know what that is supposed to stand for but they also did have a, a comeback and the stacy song comes out tomorrow comes out on valentine's day so oh, i'm about due for another 17 album review by the way yeah no absolutely i like those i enjoy 17 so how many yeah. of those have you done by the way do you guys like know like two oh, okay yeah okay. Um, yeah i feel like the group that we've done the most album reviews surprisingly is either stray kids or txt maybe or nct one of those well, it's easy yeah. to do stuff for groups that want are super prolific and to yeah. make bad music right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so easy and 80s i feel like well, we've done like two or three for 80s maybe so yeah it's a toss-up yeah. it's funny because they're like very polarizing groups in the fourth gen but they're the <laughs> ones that we've done the most album reviews for 
um, in terms of boy groups. So yeah, interesting times, interesting times. But anyways, Ash, um, would you like to just lead us? We should go on to our topics. Uh, So on our topics list, Nat, you wrote this as Happy Black History Month to Han Hyun Min. Uh, which is uh, kind of funny considering the story. So Han Hyun Min and Jenny Park, uh, both of them are biracial, uh, Blasian, you know, half black, half Korean uh, models and uh, pretty prolific in Korea. And they were on a YouTube show called English Ball. They've been on there for about a month. And on a recent episode, they were being taught how to rap. And uh, I guess, you know, Hyun Min decided to use his black card and it looks like he only said the only English part that he knew uh, was the N word. So that was the part that he said and he used his N word privileges. And you know what? I, I don't disagree. And so did Jenny Park. Uh, so I, you know, I don't have any problem with biracials using the N word and, you know, this is one situation, uh, on Korean TV where it actually looked like they censored it and, you know, had some understanding of, of course they censored it. One of the people who can say it, say it, but you know what? (laughs) This is really funny. Because recently, there was like, I don't know if there's this, I don't know if it's like a show me the money type show. Mm. There's been a lot of clips recently on Twitter of like this rap survival show in Korea where like so many of the like contestants just keep dropping the N word and in the most like casual, like, like they grew up in like, (laughs) like Chicago. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And it's like, it's at the same time, terrible and alarming but like it's like you kind of can't help but laugh because it's so awkward and weird Mm. it's like what is the purpose but that so anyway this is an interesting story too because i don't know if y'all saw but biracial rapper logic (laughs) was also trending uh well not trending but being talked about side by side with this because there was a question of like can biracial say they were whatever and People were saying, how come when Logic say it, it feel like slavery? Because <laughs> it feels very racist when he says it. And, yeah, but, I mean, look at Logic. Please look yeah. at Logic. And, and like, that's why. <laughs> and then he says it, like, definitely with the ER. Like, but also, like, I feel like he had the whole, like, white supremacist, like, moment not like he was a white supremacist but he was calling himself something weird like a black white supremacist or something like that just he, like, say that he had this he, he said i have the blood of the slave and the master and i was just like okay <laughs> all right <laughs> mm-hmm. that's great uh yeah i don't know i feel like there was something really problematic that he did about that as well too like outside of that which is i mean already crazy enough as it is but you know what i said happy black history month because i remember back in the day when they couldn't do um his hair and they were like rubbing it with lip brushes and stuff so you know what like let's give it to him this time and you know i don't even say the n-word but i'm just like at this point just like let's just give it to him here uh happy black history month guys It's like so much like it's it's a crazy time. I mean we got aliens and stuff, so 
lot's going on right now. But like, let's give it to him. This man, and I don't know who this Jenny person is, but let's give it to her too. Because we know it wasn't easy in Korea for them anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I've seen Jenny Park. Like, she's kind of become an Ulsung uh, oh, okay. a little bit like I've seen her in certain spaces or people like oh she's you know especially because she's biracial you know she gets attention for that so I've I've seen her a- around a bit so yeah okay wait what's an uzong kind of like an influencer someone that uh basically a like Korean influencer someone that is online and takes a lot of pictures and promotes themselves and they're popular online yeah, so an influencer. Cool. Yeah. All right. If there's nothing else about that, uh, let's go on to Luna. Basically, the entire group <laughs> at this point has uh, filed uh, lawsuits to suspend their contracts. And that includes uh, the two original holdouts, uh, Vivi and Hinjin. But uh, now it, they have done that, and it seems that they are likely to win their lawsuit um, along with the others. And I have no problem with this. Blackberry Creative are some shady folk, and they have treated Luna as a whole as nothing more than a cash cow. And at that, they have managed them horribly, in my opinion. So I hope that those girls are all able to get out uh, with, you know, their dignity intact and be able to move on and, you know, be able to pursue what they want. Because it started so well and went downhill so fast. (laughs) Like, it's just I have, you know, Luna is probably one of the great tragedies of K-pop, in my opinion, (laughs) and how that group turned out. But what do you guys think? Um, well, I mean, for me, it's fuck Blackberry 100,000% because, like, how do you fumble a bag like Luna? Luna may not be, you know, the nation's girl group, but Luna is definitely an international treasure, okay? Like, they got their music playing in grocery stores over here, okay? Star? Oh, beautiful song and they have such a solid strong fan base like orbits are always there so why would you fumble something like that and and to hear like the girls are not even getting paid like i mean obviously it's the same old same old fucking k-pop because we've been hearing about this stuff for like (laughs) decades at this point but the fact that like blackberry just is refusing to give them what they are earned is just so ridiculous to me and i hope that the girls understand their fan base orbits will still be there so if they go to a new company or like icon did or maybe create their own company i honestly think that it wouldn't even like hurt them like in the long run i feel like that would be fine i think like i feel like they could just like luna enterprise or something like that or call it orbit nation or something i don't know and then just have their own company and then that's it I think the writing is on the wall, though, because Vivi and Hyunjin were the ones who, like, were kind of holding out, especially because Vivi is, like, not even Korean. But the fact that, like, they're also, they've also filed um, for the contract injunction means that, like, it, they're getting together 
and the girls are saying like enough is enough and I'm very proud of them and I hope that they get out of this as soon as possible. Okay. Anything else? No. Let's move on. Let's move on to Heechul, who reminded everyone to everyone why us second gen fans don't fuck with him. He is under fire for making alleged misogynistic comments, among other things, on a live stream broadcast. So bad that the host on the broadcast were trying to shut him up. So among the things that he mentioned, and I'll go into a little more detail, um, but he basically complained about a community of women who are feminist, supported a controversial misogynist YouTuber, um, showed a lack of concern about Japan boycotts, and then went on a weird rant about cat moms. So about the women uh, generation community, it's a the first thing, it was a well-known community with only women, but they're known for being very vocal about feminism. And he basically said, you know what's sad? Only when you donate after something happens, it becomes something great and on the news. I have always donated privately and fuck, no one knows about it. I mean, it's okay not to know, but from women generation, these fucking ass bastards fuck. And then they tried to mute him. And then he says, why? I openly sued them. And then they muted his mic. Uh, so basically he teach, tried to, to cuss them out. Um, but the members in that community apparently do not like him. And then he also said, I've donated a large amount of money in the past, but I kept it to myself. It was okay that nobody knew that, but fuck those motherfucking people on Women's Generation online community were like... And then one of the hosts, uh, Choi Kun, sensed that Heechul was about to go too far. Uh, he turned his uh, microphone off, told him to chill out. Uh, then he, this guy named Bokyum, uh, is a misogynistic YouTuber. Uh, and he basically uh, supported him. Uh, and he also said something about cat moms. He was cussing about cat moms. And apparently this is something that misogynistic men, uh, it's like a talking point with them. So basically he was drunk. Uh, He was bringing in Cha Eun Woo into it and calling him a real man, uh, talking about how much of a fighter Kangin, who is uh, used to be in Super Junior, uh, how much of a fighter he was. Um, and then he, I, it sounds like he was drunk off of his ass. Um, and so the real Heechul came out. Um, unfortunately, the misogynistic stuff is not surprising to me, um, not just because Heechul has a history of saying shit, but because unfortunately, a lot of Korean men. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say a lot, but it is a pattern, um, there that there is, um, you know, misogyny and a clear dislike for feminist, uh, women and feminism in general. There are a lot of communities of Korean men that are outwardly against it. Um, they just voted 
a man in the office that is not very favorable to feminism and women's rights. Uh, so it's sad, but again, Hicho has a history and he has a history of, of, of being this way. So I, you know, I say, you know, show him who you are. Um, <laughs> Hicho, you know, and yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, so I will I say, know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I went first last. Yeah, yeah, and and no, 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 mine is like a really stupid comment. So go ahead. Oh, I wanted yeah. to start with a really stupid comment too, though. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> I just want to agree. I want to be like, you know what? The one thing that he did say that was right that Chao Unwu is a real man, and I agree with that one hundred percent. But okay, my comment is also about Chao Unwu, <laughs> and I was gonna say his fans are tearing each up because they're saying he's making um Chao Unwu look like a bad, like aggressive and violent person. Absolutely, keep his name out of your mouth, basically. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I will say, like, this is not surprising. There's a reason that whenever gr groups disband, people are like, but not Super Junior, because every single member of that group is a piece of shit. We know this. Like, we know this. And it's, if it's not directly because of their actions, it's because they support the actions of people like Hicho and Shiwan, Mr. Homophobic, I'm in love with Ronald Reagan, ass self, and fucking um, Kangin, who has like, what, like four three or four drunk driving charges against him and, and he assaulted a woman at a club and he got into a fight another time. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Mr. Sungman, the only thing that man did was get married and you would think that he was the worst member of Super Junior to date. Like, you would assume that man committed murder or something like that. All he did was get married and he got kicked out of the group. Kenyon could have ran five people over and, and friggin' else would have been there supporting him 100%. So, you know what? Hicho is a piece of shit. Not like, he also subscribed to like very, very misogynistic anti-feminist YouTubers who were talking about, who were like blaming the victims of the Nth Room scandal when it was going on. And he's very, like, he was also very big on both sides um, things. And like, he's- Gotta hear both sides. Gotta hear both sides, you know, at all times. <laughs> so, I mean, <sighs> these, these people suck. Like, let's be real. I may enjoy some of Super Junior's music, but I make no, like, excuses for any of their behavior. Um, I I love me some Don K, but, you know, I think that he supports his behavior. He must at this point, because, like, you guys are still in a group together. You guys are still making music. You guys still have your own company together. Like, so it's kind of just like, yeah, they all suck. But also, keep Chao Wu out your mouth. Okay, one hundred thousand percent. Don't talk about anybody at this point. Good. Yes, I have to say. Yes, and obviously this is going to change or it might change depending on how Child Anu acts in the future. But mm -hmm. I have to really put it out there, y'all. I'm going to become a Child Anu advocate and supporter, kind of how I became a Kong Daniel advocate and supporter. Because if you think about it, at least from what we know, all they do is be pretty and make things like that's literally all those two do and yet they get so much like people always have their names in their mouth and i don't get it because they just sit there they're just pretty and make art that's it now if that art is good 
Well, you know, <laughs> for Chattanooga, probably not. For Con Daniel, probably so, you know. But I really do feel like I'm about to become a Chattanooga advocate because he's a real one. He's a real one. He's playing a priest in a K-drama. Don't know why, um, but he's a real one. And so I really do empathize with his stance. Also, there's a member in his group who I heard some things and like good, like not bad things, but I heard. Is it Rowan or Ruan? I don't know how you pronounce it. No, I think it's somebody whose name start with an M in, um, and and Cognito's group and Astro, and I, I heard some things, and I kind of feel bad for him. So is is Astro is an easy group to like? China is an easy person to like, and until I hear to the contrary information to the contrary, I'm gonna be a Kong. A, wait, no, what's that man's name? A Chinese advocate. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I honestly do get like when I first heard, read the story. And I saw Chowdhury's name. I automatically thought about Kong Daniel too. So don't worry. Like I, <laughs> at first I've been curious about two. I'm like, wait, which one? Which I mean, I love them both, but which one is it? Uh, but you mean the one like the boy, like the the guys who can take home the mom? Right. They're yeah. Honestly, yeah. like, they just be minding their business, trying to make their paychecks. Okay. Like they're like, we're not yeah. in a group that we're not in that group that has three letters. You know, so we need to make some money like now. You know, before you know, age hits us because you know, various ages. So, <laughs> then, like another part of it is like they're separately famous. You know right. what I mean? Like they're not right. like nobody knows Chattanooga because of Astro. They know him because he's got that. He's like in everything, and he's right. like has face right. right. He can't um, act. That's what people know him for. Daniel, <laughs> same thing. There, he's got that face. He's got that voice. And, um, you know, he was obviously in one-on-one, but like people know him separate of one-on-one. So it's like, it's easy to mix them up. Either right. way, I am a supporter. I am a Kong Daniel and a Chatelain New Enjoyer. Yes. And I will not let Hicho do this to Kong Daniel's reputation. Exactly. So, the irony this is that back in the day, Hicho used to, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nat, did he not used to kind of project this kind of, feminine image and people said that he did that in order to because he was friends with all of these female idols yes. right so he had this image of being like a girl's guy and not you know he didn't have a masculine image yeah um, so people was, tried to say well that means it's because he you know doesn't like them and i'm like I can see why people think that, but like after the situation came out when he was dated that twice, remember, I thought it was pretty clear Mama. that like yeah. he was just hanging around mm -hmm. and just to. Yeah, I know. I, he definitely gave Creeper vibes. Like, okay, yeah, he's very, very um, good friends with Guhara. And I think he is the, the one who is taking care of her dog since she passed. So, I mean, like, he's definitely like close to people, but I feel like the way that he actually is with female idols is the way that Hicho kind of pretended to be. Mm. Like, I, I feel like there's always been something very swarmy about Hicho, but he, he has a really good personality. That's why he, he makes so much money doing, um, like hosting shows and, you know, being on all these things and he gets along with people like in front of the camera. Yeah. But I mean, we, we definitely know from this situation that, you know, when he, isn't when he's not being public image, he chose, he's just a piece of shit. 
like that's who he is so i mean it, everything else is just him pretending now like that's that's kind of how it came across and the whole thing with momo a lot of people didn't like him with momo mm-hmm. i don't know if it was the age difference or what it was but like i honestly felt that momo could do better as well absolutely so, and you know what and you know what i have two things to say the first thing to say is in response to what you just said about like all of that stuff because i feel like um wait shit you said something about Wait, what was you just talking about? He chill pretending to be. I, I said that he's like, like the way that he actually is is that he chill. After that, after that. Oh, and I said that. Oh, oh he, I was saying we were talking about we were talking about Tekyon earlier. Yes. And he chill is like the character that Tekyon played in Vincenzo. Oh my god! Yeah. That's like I think that's the the comparison. And then I was gonna say, um, I want to say I want to go on record and say. Whenever we made the like comments about like not to bring it up again, but to bring it up, Kong Daniel and Jihyo understand that I feel like it was definitely not coming from the same place as like where people are coming from when it comes to Hichul and Momo. Like yeah. it was not the same thing. It, it was not like oh, Kong Daniel's a terrible person. It was just like a joke. Like she's pretty, she's talented, she could do better. Um, <laughs> and, and at that time, it was kind of true because Kong Daniel really didn't have. The platform he has now. When we say we, when I think, well, I didn't really say that. Nat said I, that. I wrote no, it, and I said that. By I don't care what the K Daniel Sanders want to say. I don't care because I love that man. So <laughs> calm down and take a joke, okay? <laughs> yeah, but like when people were critiquing the Momo and he Hijolton, that was like real though because I remember like there was a serious conversation because that was around the time where I think other stuff was coming out and people started being like. Mm, that's not looking that's looking very weird he chill like it's looking really weird and so yeah no he he definitely tries to like project the key image but i think for key it just seems a lot more natural like it seems uh, i don't want to say natural but like genuine now that we have all this other context you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, like, other than that, like, I, I can't sit up here and be like, I always thought he was a creep. I he I never liked Super Junior, so I I really can't speak on how they always were because I never paid attention to them. But, like, I I've, I did notice, like, he seemed to get along with a lot of idols. And I, I just thought that was a good thing. But, like, it just goes to show you that who a person is is not always who they are, you know, like, on camera. Mm-hmm. So. And, and fi- um, lastly, just to mention, he did uh, give a non-apology apology. <laughs> I saw um, that. Apo- I apologize for exaggeratively using profanity and vulgar expressions and for portraying double standards. I am most sorry to the fans who were hurt by the controversy I made once again. This will be the last time this happens, and I will try my best not to be involved in any controversy in the future. However, no matter how much I reflect... I don't think it's wrong to swear at school violence perpetrators in certain sites. So basically, I, I, I'm sorry that you were offended, but I don't think anything was wrong with it. Yeah, no. Um, trash, trash group. F him all day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Uh, on wait, to wait, another- Ash, Ash, before you continue, Jimin, are you there? Oh. Uh, yeah, I am. Why? Okay, good. Because it's showing yellow on my end, and when I like put my like mouse over it, it says user is experiencing some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally. So I just wanted to make sure. All right, we can do uh, <clears throat> All yep. right, on to another pile of caca. Sungri, 
is out of jail after serving- That's why all of a sudden it started smelling weird these days. <laughs> I was wondering why it was like a stanky smell outside. Okay, oh. it's because they let him out. Yes. <laughs> After serving uh, one and a half years in prison on charges of arranging prostitution and illegally gambling overseas, of course, he was identified as a key figure in the Burning Sun incident. And also uh, some of the court records from the case have been revealed showing that he was involved in 29 cases, instances of prostitution arrangement and taking mocha, which, uh, you know, is the, you know, taking illicit video of women and, you know, doing it without their knowledge or you know, sexually abusing them, basically. Uh, three instances of, of taking mocha of three women. Um, and these are just the cases they could prove. So, um, about the mocha, it says here, another charge revealed that he had filmed women illegally right after a fan meeting. During Big Bang's fan meeting tour in China around June 2016, as soon as the tour ended, he filmed three Chinese women naked in bed. Following this, he uploaded the content to the group chat on Kakao Talk. Although Sungri's lawyer tried to deny it by claiming that a madam had sent it to him instead, the court ruled that he had indeed filmed it himself after testimonies from other people. Also, it was inferred from the submitted Kakao Talk check, chat records. So, yeah, piece of shit. Um, honestly, I mean, I'm glad he spent time in prison considering the court system that he's was dealing with, but he really deserves to be under the prison as far as I'm concerned. Um, we all know that there's probably a lot more instances of these cases from where it came from, but uh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, when this was all going on, I noticed on Twitter that the Sungri stands were already trending uh, you know, Sungri free, Sungri's free or whatever. I don't know, you know, pro Sungri, uh, tags. And it was just really sad and, and, and just a shame, but hopefully he will never be able to work, um, again, at least in Korean entertainment. I don't know what else he would do, but hopefully far away from women, uh, you know, from being able to hurt anyone. Uh, anything you guys want to say further about this? I mean, we've talked about him at length. I mean, definitely over the course of our time on this podcast, but yeah. You should see my face right now. I have that. Um, it's like the man from the meme. Where he's got like, uh, he's holding up his chin, finger over the top lip, just thinking. Mm. I think Nat, aka Miss Keisha, really is dead. I'm gonna change Nat name on everything to Miss Keisha. No, I put a note in. I said that I was gonna go grab some water because I was coughing a bit. So your note didn't go through, at least on my end. Okay, oh, I just yeah, I just saw it, but 
Did you hear what I said? I don't know what you left. I heard most of it, but I also read a topic. So uh, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know me. Stingray used to be my favorite K-pop idol in all of K-pop. But there are a lot of things that I cannot allow. And him being a total piece of shit. And, you know, all of, like, the thing is that really pissed me off about the ruling that I had seen was there was a such oh you know I'm gonna look for it like so I can quote exactly but basically they said that even though he had taken these photos illegally because he did take them illegally um they said that Sungri has no criminal record of sexual violence and since the act of filming bodies with a camera is a relatively light sex crime it was judged that there was no need to disclose personal information notify or even restrict employment so this man got has 29 um convictions on prostitution right like there was a lot of them right yeah so so it's kind of like okay so what you're saying basically is that even though he did all of these things that you convicted him of because he you you don't really see a big deal of him taking photos of these girls and sharing them with people when he knows it's illegal to do so like because that's just like you know, not a big deal. And it's a relatively low sex crime. It's okay. So we're just not going to restrict them. So he can basically go back to, he can, he can be an idol tomorrow, literally. And there's nothing stopping him. Like, (sighs) I know a lot of people think that Korea is this utopia, but it's not guys. Sex crimes are so undocumented and everything is to protect the men. Like every single thing. Like you think he chose like he chose getting a little a lot of heat now, but like more people believe or agree with what he chose had said and, and what he believes in and the people that he follows than than not. Specifically with this current government and the fact that they're literally just like preventing anybody who's different from a Korean man, you know, from being able to like do anything. Like look how they handled the um Itaewon situation. Um, like basically nobody was charged and the only people who were like reprimanded were like very lower, like people very low on the hierarchy who really would have not had anything to do with, like they wouldn't have been able to, um, prevent it on their own. Like you need people with power to be like, this is how many people we need to have in an area. And apparently like they're preventing the families from like putting up memorials or something like that, like in, in certain areas because they don't want people to see it. Like. It's a whole ass mess, okay? A whole ass mess. And I say all that to say that, like, this is not surprising that he got less time than, you know, somebody would have got for weed. <laughs> um, but I did have a lot of Singri people, like Singri fans, in my mentions for the last couple of weeks because I've basically been saying people who commit sex crimes, sex crimes should have their dicks cut off. And I've been saying that they should throw him back in jail, lock the key. Um, and I've been saying literally that he's just a total piece of shit. And I'll say that 110 million times if I have to, because I completely believe it. And none of these fake wannabe lawyers or these real lawyers who are just so blinded by their obsession with a man who doesn't give a fuck about them. (laughs) Ain't ain't nothing better than a Twitter licensed lawyer, doctor, psychologist, (laughs) advertising. Yeah. I, I I tell me about it. Tell me about it. Right. So like all of these, like, oh, I'm a lawyer, so this is the truth about the case. It doesn't give it doesn't actually matter what you think. 
Also, okay. I just want to quickly say, like, it doesn't matter what these people say, like these, these quote unquote lawyers say, because the courts in Korea have already tried him and he did go to jail. So just, you know, that's, that's what actually happened here. Okay. But yeah, she can go. Sorry. I was just going to say like, y'all don't know Korean law anyway. Like the law is not the same all over the world. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, um, just to put it out there, I do know, uh, quite a few people that were really into how you wave and want to go to Korea. And a lot of them have been learning about burning sun and, uh, how sex crimes are treated and have rethought <laughs> a lot of them going there because of that. So, um, you know, it, maybe you should, should get on that Korea. Like, you know, if you want people to come there, you might want to treat this with the seriousness it deserves. But I will say that, yes. you know, everywhere has the same kind of problems for sure. I just think that Korea is so obsessed with ha- presenting this fake, perfect image that when you get to the truth of it, it's there's such a divide. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, like, if people talk about crime in like Toronto or like, america you know name a city you know or london or whatever like people are like yeah that that happens you know like these are big cities blah 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 but it's it's weird how like korea has brainwashed people into thinking that they're literally like the most perfect utopia on the planet and nothing Mm -hmm. bad happens and all the men are rich and handsome and thin and like want to marry you and and simp for you or whatever like it's so insane and all the girls are just perfect and and you know, skinny and white, <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah, Korea has literally brainwashed people into thinking that they can go to Korea to find an opa. Like, really? It's, it's all fun and games until a random guy follows you to your apartment door. Or until I you get an STD. STDs yeah. are, like, out of control in Seoul because they don't have proper sex ed. And the men out there just want to, like, be fucking everybody. So, like, if you do, and I know people who have, please be safe, guys. Just be safe out in the streets. You don't want to have a biracial baby with none of these Korean men, especially the ones uh. who think that they're Korean niggas, because we have seen through that that very public breakup between those that YouTuber and her Korean rapper man. Gin and uh, juice. Gin and juice. Yes. We've seen and there are yeah, it do- it doesn't really end well for a lot of yeah. these women. So Yes. Okay, moving on <laughs> to uh, another uh, another kind of concerning uh, news story. K-pop concerts in the U.S. could get even more costly if fee increases to visas go through. So basically, the Department of Homeland Security in America has proposed raising fees on visas by over 250%. In some cases, 250. I I may not have said that clearly. 250%. And basically, what will happen is the huge acts like BTS, Twice, Blackpink will not have issues with this really. But some of the smaller acts may decide to not come to America anymore because their margins are going to be smaller. Um, They're just not going to have the bandwidth, the money to be able to 
to, to pay the money for the visas to come here. Uh, so, and it basically it comes down to the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services needing funding. And uh, basically what's happening is there has been some movement um, in K-pop fandom with some people trying to get people to uh, come together and uh, lobby essentially the government to, to you know, uh, consider the U- U.S. CIS uh, uh, to find a solution um, and, you know, basically help to bring down these fees. Uh, um, Jeff Benjamin uh, uh, specifically did a Twitter post, you know, bringing attention to this and kind of basically putting out a call to action to K-pop fans and saying, you know, hey, if you guys, you know, come together and voice your concerns, you know, you may be able to make changes. So that is, you know, it's... Everything is going up. Inflation, uh, eggs, and ticket prices. Uh, Ticketmaster, obviously, is a big old mess. And K-pop concerts, and we have to deal with this soon as well. Any thoughts? Well, I have a couple things. First, the price of eggs is not just going up, like, naturally because of inflation. It's going up because there's a bird flu. (laughs) Um, But... But uh, with regard to all this stuff, what I'm confused by is like, why would visa prices or visa fees going up matter for a couple of reasons? One, I doubt it's going to go up so significantly that it would materially deter like a company from the money that they could make in America. Two, they could just pass the price on to the consumers. And three, why would visa prices affect this? I'm so confused. Like, I thought you ha- you only have to get a visa if you're going to be working in a country for like a longer period term like like it would be it would be kind of wild to me if and this could be the case I just don't know I just want an answer it would be kind of wild for me to me if like every time Beyonce went and performed in like another country she had to go go through the visa process like to me that wouldn't even make sense especially if you consider like people who go and work in other countries all the time like for a short like I'm talking like they go do whatever they do for like a day like you go sell some art in Germany, like mm-hmm. that's work. You don't have to get a visa to do it, or you go broker a deal in Norway. Like I, I, I didn't even know you had to have a visa if you're here for that short. Like if you, most of these K-pop groups are doing at most like ten cities, mm-hmm. maybe fifteen cities. Like the money that, like I don't. It would be very weird to me if you're only here for like two weeks and you like. Okay, I guess give an example. Did One Direction have to get visas when they did concerts here? Because they did extended tours here. And Mm -hmm. I never heard about them having to get visas. I can't answer that question. I'm reading Uh, the call for action, which is actually done by the Canadian Federation of Music. They're the ones who are doing it. So it does affect the Canadians as well. Um, So basically, there is a a visa you have to apply for when you go to America to do concerts and tours and things like that. And so basically, the regular O-type visa used to be about 460. And with this, if if this goes through, it'll go up to 1655. Um, And then basically, there's a P-type that would go from, which would be around the same amount. So it looks like premium processing 
which is basically what I assume that people like Beyonce, well, not Beyonce because she's American, but like One Direction or B- BTS or Blackpink, that would be about $2,500. That's um, crazy. Yeah. And that's what they would. So that's a premium processing um, for visa requests. And that's that's remaining unchanged. So they're basically saying, like, if you're a rich bitch and you can just afford it and it's not a big deal for you to pay this because you're going to be making millions of dollars, um, it's not it's going to be unchanged. But if you're, a, a, you know, just like a folk art, artist or something like that who tours the States, um, you're going to be paying not $460, but 1655 instead under this new ruling. So yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So first, thank you all for telling me that you do need a visa. I actually Googled it and they get, you need a visa. That's crazy. Like that is so weird to me to think that like you need a visa just to like, so it's like all the Olympic athletes get visas. All the FIFA people get visas. That's, that's wild. Well, that's that's probably different. That's probably under like, like they still need a visa, obviously. To go to America because I feel like America has like probably the str- one of the strictest like visa kind of situations like when you want to work there or do anything that revolves around you making profit. But I feel like through the Olympics and those kind of things, like for sports events, I assume that like your federation or like your union or whatever probably takes care of that for you. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like you still need it, right? Like yeah. I just googled it and it says like athletes are a part of that group of like yeah. entertainers, but also. Um, to comment on um, like the United States, what's really interesting to me though about all this, and and I guess you can't, they kind of have to find, they kind of have to make money through visas because the thing about immigration in the United States is it's actually like weirdly easy to do and easy from the perspective of depends on what you consider easy. And I guess like what I mean is like, it's like one of the only countries in the world, if not the only country in the world where it's like birthright citizenship. So like, as long as you're born here, you're a citizen and then your parents can become citizens just because you were born here. And literally no other country that I can think of has that. I don't know, maybe like other Western countries have it, but like most countries in Europe, like I remember this was a big deal because one of my favorite um, athletes was born in Greece and he was a man without a nation until he became a United States citizen when he was 18 because he was, his parents were Nigerian and he were born in, he was born in Greece. And like, of course, Greece was like, Oh, we don't want no Nigerians, which was very messed up. And so they did not make him a citizen until he became an American citizen when he was 18. And they were like, Oh, if you're good enough for America, you're good enough for Greece, <laughs> which again, <laughs> terrible, terrible law. But I guess what I'm saying is like, it kind of makes sense that they would need to, dip here to make money because there's no other place for them to really make money. Like people, if, I feel like this, if you're on a visa somewhere, you probably can afford to be on a visa somewhere. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's not like America. America's not one of those countries that like attracts a lot of like teachers who are like teaching their language. It's not like, you know, South Korea situation or, you know, whatever. Like, so the people who are coming here on a visa usually probably have the money and can't afford it. And I would assume that like a BTS is getting like that premium visa. I would assume that like a NCT is getting a premium visa. Like I, now some of these smaller groups, I don't know, maybe it'd be different. Like Luna, you know, back when they were a group, definitely not getting a premium visa probably. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and I think too one thing that I read in the like the Asian junkie article about it that was really interesting was about the fact that um one 
it's like uh, an issue with the system. Like it needs more funding, but you know, it's not going to get the money. But also too, that with everything going on with Ticketmaster, say Ticketmaster's who's going to be selling some of these tickets. So if they pass, like for some of these acts, if they do pass the fees onto the customer and then you have the whole Ticketmaster thing going on, it's like even more expensive and harder because of these Ticketmaster bots, right? So it's, I I guess it's more like the worst could happen. It hasn't yet. So we don't know. We're kind of just like making projections on the, with the information that we have so far. I mean, this thing hasn't even passed yet. So who knows what's going to happen, right. but it sounds like it does need the funding. So it's going to have to find the money somewhere. You know what I mean? I personally mm-hmm. don't understand why they can't just double the 2,500 to 5,000. Cause I mean, these people be making millions on these big ass tours. So I, I feel like them paying 5,000 for that is not a big deal. Especially since you got Lisa at like fashion show with her Celine, you know, like I, I personally don't think well, it's, it's kind show. of like, it's yeah. kind of like that race to the bottom issue. I don't know if you ever heard of like the reason why like certain state, like every state, obviously, like for example, has different tax laws, um, like for income taxes. So for example, like a big problem that's happening happening right now is like a lot of it for California. A lot of companies are leaving California because they have high taxes and they're going mm-hmm. to uh, Texas. I feel like it's a similar kind of uh, ideology behind like why like Texas and Florida basically have no income tax because it attracts people. So like if you take if you like have these fees. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you if they didn't have these, like the, the logic behind not raising the fees is that you want to like attract the top talent. So like, you, of course, they're not going to raise the fee on like the highest paying demographic of artists and entertainers, because if you can afford that, you probably are like of a certain caliber. And like, we want you here, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Ugh. Yeah, it makes sense. And that, uh, why did you say, ugh? Because I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> but like, I, it makes sense. It, it's capitalistic. It makes sense. But also, like the fact that you know people at the bottom constantly get the shit. Like, yeah, that don't sit right with me. But <laughs> no, I mean, I totally, I do understand it. Like, I'm not saying that. Well, it's, I don't agree with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I actually think yeah. it's a stupid theory. But it's, a, it's like I feel like it's a theory that most. It's, it's literally the reason why like so many places in the world are like. Like, I think there's like a lot of places in the Middle East now that are like, come to our country. We won't tax you. Yeah, um, like, yeah absolutely. Of, yeah. Like, come, there's reasons why they do that because companies will move there. Right. No, I mean, it's like during the pandemic when it was really heavy, it's like, oh, you could work from home in this chalet or whatever in Thailand or some of these other countries. And, you know, we will streamline all of your visa issues so you don't have to pay as much. And it's really fast and convenient. And it's like... You have some people there who are starving. Maybe they should, you know, have a bit of a break. No, they don't get any break. It's fine. It's so, no, I mean, I totally get it. And it, it kind of reminds me a little bit in some ways of like Reaganomics, which also makes my skin crawl. But, you know, um, I, I do hope. Some bullshit. Right, Sorry. right. No, absolutely. <laughs> yes, this is not a uh, an economics podcast, though. So <laughs> we... Shall move on. <laughs> Man, you have to do all that. I was just making a comment. You don't understand. I'm talking more about myself because I could really go on about the state of things right now. But 
So yeah. I'm telling myself. Are, are we moving on to the next topic? Because yes. I know. And also, I also want to hear more about the next topic. So that's why I'm saying that. Yes. Did you, uh, did you learn this? this yes, I'm terrible. So okay. <laughs> I'll explain it. So I don't know exactly. Well, okay. I Here's what the situation looks like. Apparently something happened and Johnny from NCT made a comment saying uh, he doesn't know what the metaverse is. Something to that like effect. Um, and apparently this really riled up ESPA stands. I don't know what their stands are called, but it really riled them up because now they are just being unhinged on Twitter. So they're like saying that basically this was like a personal affront to Espa. And it was very misogynistic of him to say that, that he doesn't know what the metaverse, the Facebook metaverse, by the way, and he doesn't know what this is, because I guess the implication is that if he doesn't know what metaverse is, he won't know what Espa's concept is, because, you know, I guess they are doing something with the metaverse. I don't even know what the fuck Espa's concept is, but that's like what's going on. And there's a tweet, a very particular tweet that got really big. It's got like 287,000 views on Twitter. And and there, I don't know who, what the tweet is responding to because the original tweet was deleted, but it looks like it's an Espa stand that's responding to probably a Johnny stand or an NCT stand saying, um, and, uh, and, and I'm assuming this is about Johnny. Like, I'm just making the assumption here. This is, this is all assumptions. But this person says, you are too... You are too old, like talking about Johnny. You're a 30-year-old loser who makes pocket change off of showing your abs to 18-year-old girls because you have no actual tangible talent, LOL. This could have came from any other NCT member, but Johnny, hell no. That's what this person said. And all of this because he said he doesn't know what the metaverse is. To be fair, it looks like the, the, the replies are tearing this person up. <laughs> Not... I mean, I guess they're NCT fans, but yeah. So here's the thing. The only person you have to blame for people not knowing or caring about the metaverses is Lee Suman. Because Lee Suman has been very inconsistent with the metaverse. He has maybe like one and a half videos on like exactly what's going on on Kwangya and with Navis and all this kind of stuff. So people don't know what the fuck is going on with Espa and their whole thing. With Quan and now they're talking about novice is going to debut this year. Like, why? Why are you doing all this stuff when you haven't laid the groundwork for you know the story that you're trying to to, to sell to people? And the thing is, he's not even the first idol who has said like they either don't know what the metaverse is or they don't care about it. Because I'm pretty sure I've seen like other idols in K-pop be like, I think we're supposed to be connected to this, but I don't know what this is. You know. And so I feel like it's one of those things where K-pop fans are very much too associated with the group. So they feel like um, even the most harmless statements is like a personal affront. Because like, why are you saying all this stuff about Johnny? You don't know Johnny. Yeah, apparently what? they've like resorted to like slut shaming him, which obviously saying the whole showing your abs yeah. thing is kind of like low key slut shaming. But okay. I've, I've I've heard that there's been more than that, and like also making misogynistic comments about in citizens because you know they feel superior because they're like, oh, your fan base is nothing but girls, and I'm like, but you are a girl that stands a girl group, so I don't. It just doesn't compute to me. Is the misogyny that internalized to where you are literally shaming 
a boy group that has a lot of girl female stand like that's weird really that's very oh, weird yeah. and it, i feel like it kind of leads into this really interesting topic like just you know i feel like the reason why i wanted to bring this up because i do think it's an interesting conversation about like why do girl group stands sometimes do this it's not every girl group stand but like what you know what what do we think is going on in the head of somebody who goes you know i can't take boy groups seriously because their fans are girls and but they yeah, are a girl who stands a girl. a girl right right i think it's all like okay so i did see some other person who seemed like at first like they were trying to be sensible but like i i, I it's faulty logic in my opinion but they said basically that because Johnny said he doesn't get the metaverse and he was acting a bit quote unquote cocky and because the metaverse is a vital part of Espo's concept, it seemed impolite, especially with many SM artists complaining about Kwanga and the metaverse. So basically Mai's, the fan base for Espo is Mai, um, they're frustrated with the way that Espo is treated in the company, which is the tale as old as time, of course, and how the older artists act unsupportive because it then encourages people to hate on Espa, um, which is crazy because it's like, just because they're from the same company and they're friends and it, by all accounts, it seems like these people get along very well. Doesn't mean that they can't dislike something that they're being for. They feel like maybe they're being forced into, right? Like, or yeah. they don't have to understand every single key concept about it to support Espa. They can support the girls and hate, the freaking metaverse like they or hate kwanga and hate novice like it doesn't they know these people they know the girls you don't know the girls right. you don't know anybody right. here so like this is so weird but i do agree i feel like it's really weird the way that women adopt misogynistic like tropes and like statements and things like that and use it against other women it's it's given pick me in a lot of ways but like Very a different, a different version, like a, just like a slightly bent version of it. Because instead of being like, I want to be picked by these men, you are associating your own personal um, superiority over somebody else. Because I like girls because they're good and they have talent. You only like that group because you like abs and thirty year olds like named Johnny. Like what? Like, I'm really, I, I'm reading a comment right now from an Espistan that's like acting too cocky and arrogant when he's literally only known for being the designated stripper in his group. So his illiterate and deranged fans could have something to fantasize about him. Um, it's just giving like, like, I don't even understand like why illiterate, like what about his fans make you feel like they're illiterate? Also, I wonder like, okay, first of all. Like, okay, maybe I'm projecting, but right. it's kind of interesting to me the type of statements that they're making about Johnny, knowing that NCT has a very big black female fan base. Because the comments about them being, about him being illiterate, the comments about him being nothing but a glorified stripper. Like, I feel like when you're mad at other idols, like male idols, I've never really seen those types of takes. And I don't know if it's because it is Johnny and he obviously has a nice body. Um, but I just don't understand why you would say that Johnny's illiterate. Like, where would you get something like yeah, that? Yeah, they're calling his fans illiterate. Oh, they're calling his fans illiterate. Okay, but he's Which makes your take even more. 
even right. more poignant because that is something that I have noticed. Like NCT has like a very large black, like NCT and God seven are like two groups that like they have a very vocal black fan base. Yes. And, and, and I'm talking like not lost in the sauce fan base. Not like, I feel like armies are like, ooh, black armies are another like very lost in the sauce. But like, right. I feel like black and citizens tend to have their heads screwed on relatively straight. I mean, they sometimes go up for some rude stuff, but they never, I never, like get problematic off of them just kind of like you know i don't always agree with everything right yeah yeah and absolutely. it is overall chill yeah yeah and it is very strange to use illiterate and to like hyper sexualize the thing that they like like don't get me wrong like yeah johnny sexualized because that it like yeah i don't know how to explain it i don't know how else to tell you this but sex sells like right. two by two is probably the most caucasian group in k-pop like in terms of their fan base, <laughs> and they're super sexualized. Like right. here lately, I mean that we were just talking about how their their brand new song, they're like moaning on the track. Like right. come on. But but for some reason, the only type of groups that really get this type of because I remember Ash. Ash is the right. one that introduced us to this because when we first started getting when I first started getting into K-pop and I joined the podcast, Ash would tell us about there was this girl on YouTube that like will always make these like compilation videos of like idols with black girls. Yes. And like yes. half of the videos would hey, be God Seven. Hey, music hey, and, black and black women. You know what? You know what, girl? Wherever you are, I hope you're living your best black ass life because you made us laugh so much throughout the year. Like she, like this, this woman, like literally, people would ask her for advice on how to attract black male idols. Talk about. That's yeah, I went to fan me and I held, I had RM's eyes for two seconds. Do you think he's into me? And she would gas them up. I was like, you know Wait, what? Really? You know what? She was a pro at those slow-mos. At those slow-mos where like there yes. would be videos of like hugging a black fan and be like, <laughs> he was ready to risk it all. And it's like, like what? The best fan fiction you will ever read in your whole entire life. But, you know, as I said, hey, I hope she's living her best black ass life. But, but I remember when she was really popular, though, yes. a yes. lot of people would, like, come after her. And not just her, but the groups that were always in those videos. Yes. And I, I, for some reason, I never put two and two together until Nat just said that thing of, like, what do all these things have in common? Oh, right. a lot of black female fans, huh? That, like, they get the most criticism. And the criticism is always, like, through a certain lens like you always can kind of feel that it's going in a certain direction and so like with nct nct gets a lot of criticism they do and they're and i criticize them a lot but i criticize them on things that are valid i feel like the people who are like being invalid about it are like it always kind of goes back to something that is kind of problematic like like for example nct if you ever if any if you ever listen to their albums you already you know one thing that you need to know about them is their title is never like their b-sides like never it's always it is like very an different. outlier on the album <laughs> yeah it's like so different and like the title yeah. i'm not gonna lie to y'all it'd be noise sometimes it'd be good noise sometimes though i had to admit yeah. Like yeah. I did kind of like sticker, for example, but their B sides are almost always like R and B music. Like it'd be like real smooth type music, but like NCT makes very black music, and and that's it. I I mean that's the only other way I can put it. They make right. music that's reminiscent of like early two thousands black music and and R and B and stuff like that. And I think 
whenever I hear people critiquing their music, like it gets very weird. Like there was a, a, a post that popped off on Twitter the other day of like people saying this one girl was like, I, I prefer female artists over male artists, but the picture she used all like all of the female artists were white and all the male artists were black. And we were like, hmm, okay. But like, it, it's like, it kind of goes back to that when people are like, oh, I hate uh, rap music or I hate, like, it, you know what I mean? It's coded. It's coded. It's like, like okay. You know, so I music. That you hate it. Today. Yeah. I saw that tweet today and it made me very upset because every single boy example or male example she gave was a black artist. Like, my bitch had... Thriller, Michael Jackson's Thriller up there talking about that is not as good as Lionel Del Rey. What are you talking about? I love no, what? Die. I love, you didn't see that tweet? I love well, I saw Die. that. I saw that. I'm yeah. agreeing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like she, and then like at a certain point, like it was very clear she was just racist uh, based on her Absolutely. response. But like, it's just like that type of thing. It's always very coded, which is why I'm glad yeah. Nat kind of pointed that out because I, I'm, I'm like, hold up, yeah, like NC2 do be getting some very weird comments from like stands of other groups that like yeah. have predominantly white fan bases, like. Obviously, armies are always saying something, but armies, I don't care if you black, you could be the blackest person in, in the BTS fan base and you're still white because you're very white identified. Like, it's just the facts. It's, um, and, and I don't mean it in like the, you know, you like nerdy things. I mean, like you literally worship the ground that white people walk on and you think black people are like the lowest thing. Like. This is so, such an interesting topic to me because I just like that is crazy that I'm like just now putting these pieces together of like this is kind of messed up. And like, how come when y'all roast, how come when like certain fans of certain groups are roasting other groups fans, it's never valid roasting. Like I, I had like there wasn't a single in citizen that I saw that had jumped on Espa. Like I think no. a lot of in citizens like Espa actually. Thank you. Oh, I just want to say I, I found the original tweet. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Uh, so this is what the person wrote. NCT has like, what? Three songs that have said the word Kwangya, and those songs were released during Espa's debut. Most Mai's don't want other groups to have a metaverse concept either, and most SM groups don't. And that's not even what Johnny was saying, though. It was a little shady. Okay. I mean, regardless of all, like, I mean... I just don't think, I don't think that, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, first of all, him saying that he doesn't like the metaverse, like, he's allowed to say it. He's, once again, you said he's 30. He's a grown man. He can say whatever the fuck he wants, right? right? Two, he actually knows Giselle. He knows Karina. He knows the girls. I'm sure they get along really well because Johnny seems like a very fun guy to, to hang out with. So I don't see how, like, you as a fan think you know better about things. And you think that the girls, like, one thing I never understood you think your idol is going to be happy that you're shitting on people that they work with and that they're like, friends with? And then also, too, like, I highly doubt Espa even fucking likes that concept. Like, we, right. for example, we already know Red Velvet hated their concept for years. Like, right. uh, why why are you going up for something that, like, you don't even, it's just weird to me the way they're moving. And then also, yeah. too, like, there's, I just peep this, too. There's a little bit of ageism in there, too, because Johnny's not even, like, close to 30 like he was born in 1995 oh, he hasn't okay. even turned 20 28 yet so it's like okay but you know it's like the whole the whole saying 30 and 18 thing is to try to like make him seem predatory yeah and that's the thing like here's slightly off topic but kind of still on topic i feel like people 
are being really weird about like actual real life issues that are problems and can, but they're they're twisting them and using them for these fandom things like in this example but also so pen badgley who's on you everybody's favorite show i've never watched it but i know yeah. a lot of people love it so he said basically he didn't want to do any sex scenes in season four because you know he one doesn't want to and two like you know he's like i'm married I, don't, I just don't want to do this stuff, kind of stuff anymore. And people were getting like in their feelings about it. Like, like what? he, like he had done something that was problematic. And, and I feel like that's what's happening a lot now in this world where you can't even like disagree. You, you can't, you can't put your opinion out on certain things, on, on things that are personal to you. Like he's not saying that people should not do sex scenes in shows anymore. Like, that's not even anything related to anything that is going on right now. He said, I don't want to do sex scenes anymore. Or, like, I just didn't want to do it for this show, for this season. And people, like, I'm trying to look for the tweet right now. But, like, it was just, like, really weird. The way that people are twisting things up. And, like, now, like, with what you're saying about Johnny, like, oh, um, you're 30 and you're just a prostitute stripper who, like, does it all for, like, these under, un oh, this is it. It's like, no offense to the sexless gender generation, but I find Pim Badgley's anti-sex comments, which they weren't, uh, really creepy and unprofessional. It's his choice not to do sex scenes, but tying it to infidelity and not crossing boundaries with his wife is off-putting. People who tweet about sex shoved in their faces by an increasingly sexless Hollywood can take it as a W, but just think about it further and the implications are unsettling. Like, how did you get all of that from him being like, hey, I'm married. Maybe I don't want to be fake fucking on screen. Like, everything <laughs> is, is analyzed to, like, the smallest detail. Like, nothing can just be. Yeah. Like, you say something and it's like, no, this has to deal with some kind of bigger issue that ties into five other issues. And uh, it's like you everybody know, is really have to put that. disclaimers in front of everything you say. Like, you have to qualify mm -hmm. it 15 times because somebody is going to be like in bad faith, misconstrue you on purpose. Like, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And I feel like that a lot of that is happening and it's like, it's weird because I, I will say, right. I, and, and I'm not going to go too in depth on this because I think we should, we should do a, um, a Patreon episode. Patreon. About it. I'm yes. not, I think, I think canceling people is like an objectively good thing. It can't actually happen. Like you don't actually get canceled. No. Like if somebody does something bad, they should be called out. Right. Like, so whatever right. you call it, you know, call out culture. However, not everything is actually bad. Right. Right. And, also, people are trying to find bad things, which is like the weird thing to me. And I'm not talking about like going through and digging through old tweets or something like that. I'm talking about like hearing somebody say something and being willfully ignorant, like hearing Johnny say he doesn't fucking understand Kwangya and then being like, that means he hates Espa, which is wild to me because Johnny's also said things like, I don't even understand what's going on in NCT. Like, <laughs> he's literally said that before. So I'm just like, okay. And, and it's like, I don't know. It, it kind of puts you in a weird position too, because it's like I, I don't even know. Like it's you hard to put disclaimers everywhere. Here, here's a yeah, part of example. I'm not a pick me, but I do agree with Johnny here. Like right. I, I shouldn't have to say that, you know. Here's here's a prime example of what you're saying here. Somebody tweeted, "Y'all, is it just me, or has this year been like really good so far?" And somebody retweeted, quote tweeted that, and said, "I hope Americans never see peace in their life." 
What? everybody you can never be happy and say that you're happy because somebody around the world is suffering and because they're suffering you cannot be happy any at any second of any day of your life okay um like you can't like things because i guess if not you like something like they're gonna try to find a way that it's like you shouldn't like it and i'm like and don't get me wrong certain things like okay like not liking new jeans great I, I support that. Like I mean, being a certain age, like if, if it's like my little cousin who likes new jeans, I don't care. But like at a certain, if a certain age, I am going to start asking some questions. Cause I do want to understand, you know, I, I'm talking not, not just like liking their music. I'm talking about like being a Stan, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and, but I don't know. It's just so strange too, because like the things that people should be alarmed about, they're not like, right. it's, it's kind of weird that there's like not a lot of people, like more people, feel like you're like like for example people will straight up be like you're being misogynistic if you don't support new jeans and i'm like what like i don't i don't see how those two things connect like i don't i don't get it but like i i'm just i'm tired of people like misconstruing things in bad faith and not being charitable to other people like this johnny situation is just one of those and like I said, like there's gray areas all over the place, but this is not a gray area. He didn't say something that like, at least from what I heard, he didn't say anything bad about Espa. And I'm pretty sure they're probably all friends because like everybody in SM is freaking friends, like in real life, not like fake life friends, you know? So it's just right. like, it's just yeah. weird. Like stop getting offended on these girls' behalf. They don't know you. They don't even probably don't even like you. Like, if they have sense, they probably don't like you <laughs> or wouldn't like you. But also, too, like, so objectively, the way that they have rolled out Kwangya and the metaverse is sloppy. Yes. Like, even mm-hmm. as a fan, the consumer, it's sloppy. And I can say this because I listen to all of Espa's music <laughs> and I'm a fan of Espa. So, I and I have publicly been complaining about, like, the fact that they just have not rolled it out properly like they haven't built the world properly i haven't even said to S- like i'm at sm and said like listen do you want me to write it at this point because we need to have some world building for this to work you know what i mean because i really do want um Espa to do well not just because i'm ninging hive but i actually really do like the girls and i think that they're super talented and i want them to do more so i mean the fact that johnny who's working full-time mind you with nct and you know, they're on tour, they're doing all these things. He got injured at like the last thing that they were recording, like they were filming. So like, he's a busy guy. If if I, as a consumer can say that Kwanya and novice and all this stuff is sloppy and I don't fully understand it, obviously he's not going to understand it either. They're not giving yeah. like him and Boa and key, like, you know, notes on, on, on how this world's supposed to work. So like maybe he's just busy with the real his real life and his the real world and maybe that's what these people should be doing as well. Listen, don't come for Johnny. Don't come for Johnny. <laughs> don't come for Charlie. Don't come for Kong Daniel. Okay, like you have a lot of nerve. Yeah. Also, let's let's just let, let's just say this too. Like calling somebody a stripper or a prostitute is not the drag you think it is because like. You, you, we, we know what you think it is, but that's not what it is. It's not a drag. Right. It's really not like, and it's strange to me because it's like, 
they would like I, I, for a profession that's like predominantly filled with women. It's kind of weird that they would use that as a drag, and they're like a girl group stand. That's just weird to me. Like, what are you trying to say about the women in these professions if that is what you think a drag is? But anyway, I guess like I don't know. I'm just like tired of people like. Just let people live their life. If he want to get on a stage and strip, let him do what he want to do. Like, what Once is again, he going to do? He's a grown ass man. You said he's literally like fifty five. So I mean, if well, he, he wants stands to stand alone, right? People acting like NCT stands are like twelve. Like, no. In fact, ESPA stands are more likely to be twelve. No, like right. NCT stands are mostly grown women. Like, leave leave these people alone. It's not that deep. <laughs> Honestly, and the funny thing is, this is literally, like, so in line with the next topic. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, and I'm I was so about sad. to say, I, <laughs> so I, have the, I have the link here, but I don't really have the context of, like, what started it. So if one of you guys could kind of give the context behind why Taekyung was getting all of these. Oh, girl, ta- speaking of Stan Wars. Okay, right. continue. No, yes. What is Ash, the context? Ash yeah. oh, no, no. Girl, no. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> yeah, we, I guess we could tag team it. I mean, now you want to start us off. <sighs> so, I did not see how it started. I only saw Taekyun's responses on Twitter. Um, and then, like, I did go back a little bit to see what happened. So, basically, armies um, have been calling him a fridge. Saying man is shaped like a 90s fridge and his stands are acting brave, talking of shit on SJ, bring back shame. Um, yeah. Okay. Wait, do you not know the context of it? No, I thought yeah. it was about, I thought it was about, um, V from BTS, but it looks like it's from, it's about Super Junior instead. So no, yeah. No, no, no. So Jin. Jin. Oh, oh, Jin. It's for Jin. Oh, okay. Which you makes this even more hilarious. It's worse. It's worse actually because it's gin. I thought it was V at first, but okay. Um, yeah, you you can go on, and then I will add anything that I know. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, all of this kind of got popularized because of that. I don't know if y'all saw the YouTube video of the girl who she's, she's like uh, Korean yes. and she takes like submissions from viewer listeners, like who give like in one of the, her viewers, like gave her some quote unquote tea saying that they slept with a JYP idol yes. in like the bathroom of a the bar. Bathroom, which and when somebody mentioned that to me, I was like, Oh, take you But it, he's, He's he said it's not him, so I guess we have to believe him. But yes, continue. right. So 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 Techyon basically like Techyon basically indirectly responded and was like, you know, the fridge is standing in front of a tree and not like going to clubs, right? Like so, but but there's an older tweet that somebody found where somebody said um, was like comparing Techyon and Sukjin, if I'm not mistaken. Let me actually try to. Open it was, the so basically, with that is that um, there was a Korea, there's an all K-pop article, which is kind of funny because like I thought we all canceled all K-pop. I blocked them, guys. Like I anytime I open an account on Twitter, I block them automatically. But there was an all K-pop article saying um, that Jin is joining the Captain America lineup of celebrities who led trainees in the military. And I guess Taekyeon fans are mad because they're like, there's only one Captain of Korea or, you know, whatever. And it's Taekyeon. So I guess people were saying, you know, they were saying some not so nice things about Jin's body. Um, I didn't see it here. I, I only see people. Oh, wait, they did call him a twink. Okay. Um, no, no, um, Jin. 
No, but some, like a fan called him a twink, and I, I know they they meant it in a derogatory manner. So yes, they were also I guess body shaming um, Jin as well. Girl, uh, so that's what started it. I don't know if you want to continue from there or shit. Oh, they, well, <laughs> what I was gonna say is like they said that. So the armies was like, well, um, Tekion had said something, and armies was like, well, Tekion shaped like a fridge. So Tekion started saying the fridge is doing this. Like he's so petty, but I just I don't really okay. I just wanted the the my, the thing that I took away from this story mm-hmm. is that Takeon is hilarious. Like I think I think he's very funny. I think I, I think him responding is so funny to me. I always you know there's this like um actor and I'd be telling that about it all the time who like he secretly we found out that he could speak English. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of leaked that he could understand English and ever since like it like we exposed him he's been like unabashedly speaking english all over the place um and like not just regular like regular degler the queen's english or i i don't know we don't have a queen in america but you know the president english whatever he been, <laughs> he been speaking he been speaking like slang <laughs> like like stan twitter stuff and like you know ave and we're just kind of like Okay, so you really know English because you're not even misusing it. Like, oh, yeah. okay. he's been lurking. But that's what is so funny to me about this. Is I'm like, dang, take y'all really be watching us. So that was the moral that I got. Yeah, so like it looks like basically um, because of that whole Captain Korea thing, um, somebody who is a Jin fan said that you leave Jin's name out of your stank mouth. And this is not just to take you it's to Taekyeon fans and they said fridge shaped Taekyeon can only wish to have his body proportions be FFR and take it up with the media they gave him that name and so Taekyeon was he claims he was working out at the gym and so he was checking out the internet and he saw that you know he he must have been trending or he probably follows his name on like Twitter or something like that and he saw that people were calling him a fridge and they also saw that you know people were commenting on that YouTuber's video when she said that she slept with an idol from JYP in the bathroom, and because everybody must have been like, "Oh yeah, that's Taekyeon probably right." It's either a member of Two PM or it's a member of God Seven. It's one of it's one of those two, right? So he must have saw all of this and decided like that's why he made the comment like um, that. What was it? The fridge goes to dance practice, not clubs, because he's trying to say that he wasn't the one who slept with that girl, uh, which is true. Because from what I heard, he he at least put you up in an apartment, okay? So that makes sense. But that is kind of like how that's like, he just started to take the piss out of like all of this. So, you know, he took people shaming his body, even though like this, look at this man, look at his body. Like how, like, how could you dare to do that? And also saying that he's a slut and he decided to like combine them and make jokes. And for that alone, I love him. I mean, I always love Tekyon, but I love him even more because he clearly has a sense of humor and he clearly doesn't give a fuck because he's like, I'm rich and I'm doing what I love. So, yeah, he shouldn't. It's like (laughs) he wins in this situation and apparently the person deleted their existence off of Twitter. They're gone. So look who won in this case. I wonder though if him being American also is kind of the reason that he has that sense of humor. About like like he was able to sort of like not think it's the end of the world and just like make a joke out of it. I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm not sure 
I don't know enough about like Korean sensibilities to know if like he would have like maybe reacted differently, but I think it did help in kind of like easing the tension there because obviously it wasn't getting to him. So, <laughs> right, right. I mean, it just it kind of is funny to me when I see people who like are into these newer groups who just like, oh, you're unemployed and blah blah. I'm like, Taekyung is employed. He has a he has many jobs. Like he's he's rich. Like what, what are you even talking about? Like I mean, like it's just so crazy to me when I see like people who are clearly like newer K-pop fans or just into like one or two groups who have so much. Who always like the first thing they love to call people is unemployed and a flop. And I'm just like, like. Like why are you like you don't even know enough about this this genre to have an opinion on who's a flop and who's well, it's not. also just like funny to me because anybody who says unemployed or a flop, I automatically like clock them as being unemployed and a flop in life. Absolutely, it's like what are you even talking about? You're literally on Twitter. Like, <laughs> stop talking to me. Like, I mean, especially when they say that about anyone in the entertainment business. I mean, if someone is working in entertainment, chances are, if you have a regular, regular job, you're probably making five to 10 times more than you are. Like, even if they're like a D-list celebrity, they're still making more than the average person. Right. Chances are. So, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, like okay like like honestly we are all plugged and i say this about myself as well i'm I'm trying to work on it but we're all too plugged in like literally like people can't even think without putting it on the internet first like but i noticed that like i really thought i was weird because like i like has over the holiday season i had started getting like on the internet more like specifically on twitter and then like i saw people like tweeting things and i noticed that like they would tweet about like things that like they would kind of tweet their day and like yeah. when they logged on like good morning and like logged off good night and, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm not going to judge you if you do it but I, I just noticed that and I'm like huh that's interesting like I, I don't really care to like I don't really care but I mean thank you for letting me know what you've been doing all day like I don't know I just think that I feel like I sound old now because I used to be of the mind like I used to never say stuff like this, but now I'm kind of like, huh, like, am I weird for not tweeting, like, what I'm about to do at every moment? Like, nope. I I, I mean, never did that, though, to be fair. Yeah. Even back in the day when people used to do it on, like, when people used to, I, I know people did it, but I thought people stopped doing that. But I guess people uh, do even more and like do yeah. even. I think it would make sense to more because the younger generations are coming up even more plugged in than we were. So right. it's like you are always on something. So like that's your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Literally you know, like, your friends are all online. You know, like you talk to your friends more online than you talk to them in person at this point. Like that's how it is for a lot of people. And like, I guess I'm from like the age where we weren't plugged in because we literally could not be like the technology wasn't there. So like, uh, but even now, and getting a smartphone and like being on the internet more, you kind of feel yourself being pulled into that a little bit more. So, you know, I feel like everybody should just chill, just calm down. I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, I feel like I'm, so I'm actually from, yeah, not to, not to separate us, but I am from the generation that's super yes. plugged in. I just was never, I guess like, I don't 
ha- run with those kind of same social circles. I, I think my social circle is more so like an in-person type of social circle, which yeah. I guess would be rare among my age group. But like, I I didn't realize it was rare because I, I don't know. I go outside and I tell you, <laughs> right, 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 so right. I didn't realize it was no. rare. But I don't know too. There's another phenomenon too of like, Ugh, this is going to sound so terrible. I know I'm going to get picked apart for saying this, but there's another phenomenon I'm just going to say it of like losers who like are not losers on the internet, but are like in real life. When I say losers, I don't mean like the nerdy kids. No, I mean like the people who like are straight up school shooter types. Oh and yeah, they totally be unlikable. Yeah, yeah, like very unlikable. Like nobody likes them, but like they become like these internet celebrities because people on the like I think on the internet like negativity works. Like, it absolutely does. It, it really works. Like it sells, and so I think when you combine that with people who are like naturally antisocial, you just get like the worst of the worst on the internet, and it's like pe- the people who is who are gonna like try to find any way to make themselves look righteous mm-hmm. even though like once again these are like the school shooters so it's like i don't know y'all it, it's just wild to me i just yeah. i just stay away from it and eventually they'll grow out of it i'm assuming like once they get like jobs and you know stop actually being unemployed i think that maybe that'll help but i don't think so you know, right I now honestly... these people Sorry. I mean, you know, you've heard like the yeah. thing that like I feel like um, my generation. I don't even know. Like I, I think there's so many good eggs, but all yeah. the good eggs are not online, <laughs> and that's, yeah, what, because, that's why you know, they're not going to be. Exactly, they're not going to be. And I think the thing is too, like a lot of people, they don't understand privacy or just like keeping things in social circles. Like mm-hmm. they just feel like everything needs to be announced to as many people as possible. And I'm like, okay, if you're like, you know, doing a live tweet of like a TV show or something like that, like, I'd understand that a little bit more. But if you're like, like Ash says, like every morning, good morning, babes, how are you doing? How's your day? Like, that's kind of weird, right? Like, I, like, you don't need to share that. People shouldn't know where you work. Yeah. They shouldn't ask your real friends that stuff. Right. Like I just, and, and I mean, yes, I understand some people don't have that right but i feel like sometimes you look for things online forgetting that these are personas a lot of the time like a lot of times like as you said losers in real life but famous on the internet like these are all masks you know like and people present the things about themselves that they want you to see right Mm -hmm. either for clicks or for attention so like you have this wildest tweet Okay. I just saw the wildest tweet. Somebody, sorry. I mean, this is in line with what we're talking about, though. Yeah. Like uh, a BTS stand. And y'all remember the whole stuff that happened with NCT, uh, NCT getting canceled by BTS stands and BTS stands telling them that they need to apologize to BTS and also go to jail. Um, uh, okay. Somebody commented on the situation that happened. Ash, are you familiar with the situation? Did, I, did we talk about this on the show? I don't. I, I don't feel like know. I have the, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't basically, remember. Basically, what happened was this NCT were in like South America and like they got mistaken know. for BTS yeah. and got like that. free drinks. Yeah. So, like, a BTS thing commented saying, They are such pick me Asians. How are you okay with racism towards your own community as long as you get free shit because you're irrelevant? Okay, pick me Asians is a wild phrase. That's all I want to <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean at the end of the day like what like girl 
like I know what a pick me is, and I know that you guys have spread it far and wide, and now white people are using it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But like, what is a pick me Asian? Like, like what? Is, what does that even mean? Like, this is right. thing. People don't understand nothing. that words mean things, so you have to understand what these things are. Well, the definition of a pick me is somebody yeah. who like begs for the attention of like a yeah. man. Yeah. So are you saying that NCT is begging for the attention of, I don't know, like people? Asian people? They're actually Asian, though. Like, what are you talking about? Like, and it's yeah, weird. Especially since it's like they go to restaurants not expecting to be even noticed. And people are randomly like being like, oh, are you BTS? Like, it's not like they go to these places and they make sure Dynamite is playing. And they're like, as they do the dance moves to the table. You know what I mean? Like, they're not actually asking for that type of attention. It just happens to they be on them because they're Asian. The, like, oh my God. Situation. Yeah. What? Okay, okay. This is, all, again, we're staying on the same topic and it's okay, we got time. Because I just got to say one more thing that I just saw. Yeah. Um, I was wondering why everybody was mad at armies for saying something extremely abhorrent. Because I didn't know what everybody was talking about But because the person went private. But they tweeted saying, um, what's the NCT member that got overworked and his heart started failing? Why aren't y'all trending hashtags for that? And wow. there's like tweets about Hechon having a heart condition and I'm like okay so, so y'all just is, like y'all just trash bags okay yeah cause it's like first like I don't understand when people get personal like that like especially about something that is could kill him literally could kill them um and for what a stupid fan war that doesn't even make sense to begin with right yikes and then what happens if like god forbid the worst happens like what are you 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 realize that you you know were making a joke about like this, what's right? funny about that yeah, like, like seriously like yeah um, once again people need to log out touch some grass the sun is out a little bit longer these days so like maybe go on a walk or something listen to a podcast like stop making this your whole entire identity and stop being weird and jerks. And once again, it's jerks. easy to do that when you don't have an identity in the real like world. So Absolutely. I think that's really what the problem is. Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. well, okay. The last topic is the biggest and the messiest topic. <laughs> I hate to keep like passing the buck, but this is a multi-layered issue. Um, so I want to make sure we are discussing it fully. Yeah. So okay. Mm-hmm. Nat, I know okay. that you put it together, so if you want well, to. Well, okay. Leave. So, I mean, I'm not going to be able to get to everything because I don't think everything is that, like, as important as the bigger parts of it, obviously, which is, you know, Hybe by SME, like, Lisa Month's shares and stuff like that. But basically, mm-hmm. there's been some problems between SME and Lisa Month for a while since Align bought a significant amount of shares in SME, they've literally been trying to, like, ease Lee Suman out, like, kind of slowly, because, you know, he did have um, that subsidiary company, which was basically just him putting his production, his name on the production, and, like, making millions of dollars off the company. And so, you know, shareholders were not happy about that. And Align had enough power and had enough, like, motivation to kind of, like, push for that contract and that relationship to end, which he did. Lee Suman had agreed to it, right? So then SME earlier this year announced plans for something they're calling SM3 
2.0 and they put a like a 10 minute video on YouTube and it was um, hosted by the company's co-CEOs. And basically they cut Lee Simon out of the, the um, picture of um, running and, and helping to manage, I guess, uh, SME because they're going for more diversified um, approach, which makes sense because it, it's working. Hybe has subsidiaries. JYP has um, the divisions where like literally a, a single floor or two floors will only help like has only like one or two artists that they manage and that's their own job. Right. Instead of like the very um, singular folk function of like Lisuman, literally everything having to be approved by Lisuman at SME, it's the diverse, the diversified approach is working in these other companies. So, you know, I get it. They're like, let's get into the future. We are lagging behind in some ways. So like, let's get up there. Right. Um, so basically they are going to, they were trying to redistribute everything along to different artists with multiple production centers and labels like label SJ, which is super juniors, um, company, which doesn't just manage the active group, but it manages like Kangen still on part of it. So Sungmin, Sungmin, sorry, is a part of it. So like even ex super junior members are still employed through this company, right? And, you know, everybody seemed like they were good about it. Like, it wasn't that, like, a big of a problem. Uh, but it's, in this, it started some, like, strife internally. And it basically was, like, people were either on the side of Lee Suman or they were on the side of his nephew, who I think is, like, I know they call him Chris, but I think his actual name is, um... Lee Sung Soo. So <laughs> I don't know where they got Chris from, but like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't even look okay. at that. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, <laughs> you made me sound like a horrible person. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> not my, no. not my intention. Uh, but anyway, so basically that started some internal strife. And basically uh, we started hearing about Cacao, which is a huge technical company, you know, connected that that allegedly has a lot of money being pumped into it, you know, via China, very loyal to CC, the CCP as well. And basically, uh, they had they were trying to buy a significant amount of stock and Chris was helping them or he was it seemed like he was along. He was kind of like partnering with them to oust Lee Suman from from any power that he had left. And so Lee Suman was like, okay, bets. So he had been working, so this is alleged, alleged this deal had been going on for like months secretly, like where he was going to sell a majority of his stock to Hybe and Hybe themselves actually got loans to buy the stock. So it, it, it wasn't just like a, something that they came up with all, like because Lisa Wan was petty. I think that he maybe sped it up a bit because of what was recently going on with Cacao and him not wanting Cacao to, to buy the amount of stocks that they wanted to buy um, because then they would have managerial rights with the company and he, he knew that he would be like cut out for sure forever because of that. So then there was a rumor. It was started with a rumor saying that hy was going to buy about 14% of... Um, Lee Suman's 18% like share of SME, making them the majority shareholder. And then literally, like, I swear to God, it was like the day after it came out that they had actually bought it. 
So, <laughs> and in between this, they had Lee Suman literally trying to stop the cacao um, purchase by like suing individual shareholders, <laughs> saying that this deal was was illegal, like illegal in nature, and also by sending like signed pictures of Karina to certain shareholders as well to get them on his side. It, like it's crazy, okay? Um, and then this whole thing came out and it broke a lot of, I guess, K-pop Twitter because like, what the fuck? Nobody was expecting it. It was crazy. People were scared because we know what happened to Nuis. We know what happened to G-Friend. There were two Twitter spaces. I was part of one on the Thursday night when the news dropped and the, the one on the Friday as well too with the K-pop chat. And people are literally like, we're literally losing their shit about this. Okay. Me, I was like eating popcorn and watching everything go down because I mean I've been in K-pop for so long. I it doesn't really matter and affect me as much anymore, right? But basically, what they're saying is that uh, so Hive did officially put out a statement saying that they purchased fourteen point eight percent and at thirty three hundred and thirty four point three million dollars. Okay. And they planned on inquiring minority shareholders now as well uh, to further increase their stake in the company. And they want to get at least 40%, which if they get 40%, that's it for everybody. Like they're, they own this company now. Okay. Like I, I don't see anybody really being able to beat that without bankrupting themselves at that point, you know? And so then Bang Shi Hyuk, PD, you know, Bang PD, and Lee Suman stepped forward to release a joint statement on the deal, basically cementing and confirming that this is happening. But there are caveats, obviously. So the deal itself doesn't get finalized till March 1st because um, obviously this become, if Hybe buys them, it becomes a monopoly and regulators need to make sure that, you know, there are no monopolies. So... It's, it's not set in stone yet. And also, too, one of the caveats that they have included was that Lee Suman cannot produce anything for the, with these companies for the first three years of this deal. And I know a lot of people are like, why would they do that? They're essentially shutting him out. And I'm like, yeah, but Lee Suman is a smart man. He was on Interpol's Most Wanted for a reason. He knows. Okay. So, <laughs> so wait. I just. I have a question. A clarifying question. I thought that the um the FTC only got involved uh, to do the approval if they were trying to purchase over fifteen percent of the company because right now it looks like they're not trying to purchase that much. Like it looks like no. the purchase will come in just under fifteen percent. So like, explain that. Um, that might be a little bit more complicated because I don't understand completely how it works in Korea. Um, but it did, I didn't know, like, I, I mean, it's basically what I'm seeing here is that, um, oh, you know what? It's probably because his stake is 14.8%, which they bought. Right. But they already own, I think or they are their own or they plan to own more, as you said. So maybe it's close enough to the 15% that that's why they have to go over it and make sure that it's not a breach of anything. Um, but I don't honestly, not, I don't know enough about Korean law on this and like Korean regulations to say exactly why they um, like it hasn't gone through. It's not set in stone basically until I think March 1st. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, but basically, like my opinion on Lee Suman and, and stay with me here. Lee Suman 
still keeps 4% of stock with the company, basically, because he had about 18%, um, 18 point whatever percent. So he sold the majority to Hybe, makes sense. But he still keeps a significant amount of stock. I mean, a line only has 9%. And, you know, I don't know how much Cacao was trying to gut in to get, but like, it's still a significant amount. So, okay, he doesn't produce in Korea, or he, he's not on these albums in Korea for three years, whatever. He's playing the long game. He goes to America, does a little bit of Hybe America stuff, or NCT Hollywood happens where they make the music in America anyways. It doesn't matter. He has three years to spend. He comes back, and all of a sudden, Lee Suman's back on production, like being a producer for SME artists. He's back having a say in things. Because the three years have passed. It's not a coup. It's not a hostile takeover, which is what the co-CEOs are trying to say about this whole Hybe thing. Because Lee Suman wasn't in charge. He wasn't a part of it. But, you know, in three years' time, if he does come back and he starts, you know, being a huge force in the company again, like, that's just how things happen naturally. You know, you can't have SME without Lee Suman. I personally think he's playing the long game. I think he's making the best decision at this time because with Hybe, he still gets the connection to the company. He still has a future there. With Cacao, he has no future. Like, there's no way that they would allow him to have any managerial say in anything that happens in the company anymore. Whereas with, like, Bang, like, with PD, Bang PD, like, he's... Yeah, I have nothing to add. I was, like, realizing that uh, we probably should do the future soon because I don't really have anything to add. I think you eloquently put that in there. But, uh, Ash, do you have anything? No, I do not. Okay, well... That was my theory. Wait, y'all. I think Miss Keisha is dead. Oh, hello? Or am I the one who's dead? Jamin, I oh think God, you're I the one who's dead. Yeah. Ash, can you hear me? Oh, I can shoot. hear you. I can hear everybody, y'all. but I don't think Jamin can hear us. Oh. I think that's why she interrupted you. <laughs> she didn't. Oh. She went off yeah. Okay. She said she's going to refresh, so. Yeah. Okay. Jimin? Oh. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. My recording completely restarted. It should be fine. It should, um, like, when you finish completely, like, it should still be there. Yeah, because um, it didn't. Like, okay, I don't hear Ash at all. Yeah, I don't see her either. Hello? Ash, Ash, so it says that you're experiencing some connection issues, but recording is being saved locally. So For me? Yeah, that's what it says for you. But Jimin says, <sighs> so Jimin, like, when... Jimin had her problems. I looked, and it's you and her were both yellow. I was green, so I was like, "Thank God for for once, it's not me." But um, <laughs> you might have to refresh as well. Uh, but I don't know if you refreshing is going to fuck up the whole recording because you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So it might it might actually like end it and open a brand new window. But it's fine okay. because we're, that was the last topic, so we could just do a quick feature and have it be a separate video. Okay. Like I, mean, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be like a big Can problem you- for you. Mm-hmm. No, if if you could like sum up though, like because it, it kind of that that was kind of a messy like just so we have oh, like a transition. Okay, because because Jimin probably couldn't hear me, so yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, so yeah, so that's like the whole situation there with SME, and you know, people in the K-pop community are freaking out. But you know what? At the end of the day, K-pop, as I, I put out a tweet, it said K-pop ebbs and flows, and you know, 
things happen. Things that are out of our control because we are one, not Korean and two, not in the music industry. We are just consumers. So we just have to wait and watch and, and see and hope for the best. I feel like expecting the worst is probably not a good idea. <laughs> so like think about like try to focus on like the fact that, you know, they're still going to be come back. They're not going to disband all of SME. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like SME makes millions of dollars a year. So nobody's contracts are up for renewal that I know of. So it, it, I think people are relatively safe. It, it might be a bit of a delay between what gets dropped. You know, maybe plans have been changed, but that's about it. Like, let's breathe, guys. Like, let's calm down and think about other things. Like the fact that there might be aliens. So, yeah, that's all I want to say. <laughs> yeah, I still can't hear Ash, but yes, um, I love aliens. So. <laughs> okay, so Ash, what you should do is yeah. refresh it, because I think it's going to just, we're all going to come back. Um, and then we'll just do the featured and that's it. Gotcha. Okay. I'm going to do that now. Okay. Now look at the, the, what is going on in the world? I just posted, I've been posting leaks in here all day though. Oh. Hello. Hi Ash. Yeah, it worked. Oh, it worked. I Hi. told y'all it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, yes. So let's get on to our featured uh, group or artist for this episode, and it is the group XG. Yay! <laughs> they are a Japanese Ooh. girl group based in. Oh, wait, can you repost? I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> can you repost the uh, watch together? Yes, I will do that. Uh, continue, Ash. Oh, okay. Uh, XG is a Japanese girl group based in South Korea. The group uh, is composed of seven members, Jiren, Chisa, Hinata, Juria, Kokona, Maya, and Harvey. They made their debut on March 18th, 2022 with the release of their digital single, Tippy Toes. And their group name, XG, is an acronym of Extraordinary Girls. The term is used as an aspirational name. The group strives to empower young people all over the world with their fresh, inventive music and performance. Uh, I realized I didn't make a little bit. It made like... It didn't make complete sense because I'm reading that off, but basically it's about empowering young people. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, we don't really need to have, you know, these deep names, guys. I just wanted to throw that out there because I know that K-pop is very big on that. Like, I don't know. It's kind of silly, but, you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. But I'm very excited to watch these music videos because I personally love XG. So, and TV Tools is one of the best songs that was released last year. So, um, are we ready to watch the debut music video from XG? Yes, yes. Yay! No, no I'm not. Oh. I don't have the... Oh, I, I put the link in. All right, I'm here now. I'm ready. Okay, good. So, wait. let's do it. Okay, Tippy Toes. You don't need subtitles. Oh no, everything's in English. Mm 
Have I heard this song? I feel like I've heard this song before. Probably. Probably because of the next part, like the rap part from this girl who looks kind of like Kamala. I think it's like the tippy toes. What she she raps like Lisa Left Eye Lopez. I think you know what's funny. I think you said that when we watched this music video the first time. <laughs> I think you oh, said so we have watched it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, that girl looks kind of like Camilla Cabello, so she takes me out she does. a lot of time. <laughs> I really like how atmospheric this section is. Yes. Like the music is so good. If I could just get an entire song with just that part, that would be great. <laughs> I'm just happy to see some interesting choreography for once. Yeah, the d dance version of this is so, I don't know, it's amazing. Like, I feel like a lot of girl groups are not probably dancing like that anymore. <laughs> or no. if they could, if they ever could. She looks like Olivia from um, Luna. Oh, okay. I can see that. I want them to have a dance battle with ATs. I don't even know why. I think they're taking it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Leave ATs alone. ATs is, they're actually really good dancers. Yeah. I'll never take yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think it would be very interesting because they're both good. I just think XG would it probably Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, because you're XG stand. Yeah, next. Oh, TV those. Okay, what's next? Mascara. Okay. Please. Oh, uh, man, I'm going to need you to get it together. I didn't do anything. Oh, girl, I'll play it. I'll play it. I didn't, I didn't even play anything. <laughs> you know we always be having a phantom. Right. In our... Oh, this is a... What's the name of the group? Itsy. This sounds like Itsy. Really? I could see that. Because of the instrumental. Mm -hmm. I like this part. Yeah. Honestly, whenever the singer starts singing, that's usually the, my favorite part of the song. It's <laughs> <laughs> always when the singers come in. Yeah, this is much better. It's so weird how we think of this group or how we're going to think of this group because it's like 
is this k-pop yeah kind of <laughs> i mean it definitely has the the sound and the visuals of, of yeah. a k-pop group it's like it's, yeah, it's a pink if you mix um little mix with like black pink yeah i feel like that's what that would be because visually they're very k-pop yeah yeah even like how they have their tracks or like the structure of their tracks is very K-pop. Yeah, like changing the genre every two seconds. <laughs> I feel like this song more so than Tippy Toes was yes. very K-pop. Yeah, I get that, but because I think I the last song was a lot more like, I think it was more sexy, which is not what we actually. I, mean, I don't know. Tippy Toes did feel K-pop to me. I don't know. It felt a little more okay. mature nah. than what I'm used to from K-pop, I think. So some of the lyrics are just like, girl, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. But they can sing like this. <laughs> their English pronunciation is great. But I, then again, I don't know if any of them actually are native English speakers. Right. It sounds like they are. Yeah, it does actually. I never like, hate when new groups saying, oh, this person's English's pronunciation is good because I don't want to be like that person where Johnny's like, but I'm from Chicago, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, actually, um, I'm from London or something. You know, like, okay. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so that was Mascara. And I'll be honest, Mascara is probably my least favorite title from them. It, no, actually, absolutely I is. can see that. It absolutely yeah. is. Okay. But next we have Shooting Star. They are unique, though. They have, like, the it factor. It, I don't mm-hmm. know what even it, it is, but, like, they're really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think they're kind of wasted on K-pop, though. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like there might not be, like, a... They a might still... Yeah, that's that's a thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, like, we had that episode, and we were talking with Jay, and we were like, and Jay made the point of, like, well, in a lot of other a- Asian countries, they kind of feel like they have to compete with K-pop. Yeah. So they make K-pop-y things. Right. Yeah. This is so good. Like, this part? Yes. This is something we listened to. Yeah, we listened to this last episode. The choreo is really cute. <laughs> I the choreo on this song. What I really liked about this song, though, is I think visually it's more Japanese than it is Korean. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really feel, like that. Yeah, I feel like this gives them more of an identity. Yes. 
Yeah. I will say, I mean, obviously, like, the styling is very American. Yes. In a weird way, but, like, I can see what you mean by it being more Japanese as well, so. I mean, yeah, it's like Japan's take on American culture versus Korea's take on American culture. That's really what all this comes down to, yeah. I think what was smart with this group was using the K-pop aesthetic and like the K-pop performance aspect because let's be real, nobody is performing anymore. I really right. feel like it's more of a K-pop thing now. Yeah. Even though we know where it came from. I think that it was genius. And then to do it in English and also be better singers than like most 90% of the K-pop industry. That's like that was so yeah. smart. Absolutely. And also to like have music that's really catchy. And the funny thing is, there actually was, um, I don't know if it's a Netizen Buzz post or whatever, where, like, K-Nets were, like, discussing, oh, is it more... going to be successful. Yeah, well, like, are looks better than talent? Like, and everybody in the comments, like, the K-Nets in the comments were like, um, well, you know, you can be talented, but if you're not pretty, you're not going to make it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm happy that you finally said it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think this shows that idols can be talented and Absolutely. should be able to be talented, you know? Absolutely. Like, you don't just have to be pretty. Pretty, by the way. But oh, yeah. it's just like... But they're not, like, trying to fit a particular, like, beauty standard. Right. Yeah. And, well, I also feel like with this group, like, first of all, they all look different. Yes. So I guess that's, you know, that. Like, they didn't go to the same surgeon. And then on top of that, like, their performance quality is, like, they really believe that they are good performers. And you can see it yeah. by how well they're performing. Right. Yeah. They're charismatic. That exactly. chick in the middle looks like Camila Cabello. That's what I said. We said that earlier. Oh, I said <laughs> Come through, EXO. I love that she's singing here, too, because I think she has such a good singing voice instead of, like, the rapping thing that they keep forcing on her. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's been a long time since I've seen a female idol with colored hair like this. Mm. Like, come through with the Nicki Minaj wigs. <laughs> I just like that they look like they're having fun and showing personality too. Right. Like, I just, yep. yeah. And not like personality that they practice in front of the mirror. Left, right, left, right. Like, it just seems really authentic. Okay, you want to know another thing? Yeah. I'll just after. Okay. I want to listen to this song. Like, this is giving, like, inspired by Destiny's Child. And oh, I love it. Absolutely. Total, like, early, mid-2000s R&B. Yes. Like, the, the style, the way the video is shot, like, everything. But, like, these girls can actually do runs. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that. We'll get there. Right.
It's like it's good and crisp and perfect, but it, it's also so natural and fun and charismatic. And they're just like, it's like what idols used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. I need to f- figure out who their black producers are. <laughs> who their choreographer is. Right. The Fish Islands. I haven't seen that in a while. And you know they got that thing like in the Danity Kane um, damage video? When those girls were in the pod? <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody was doing that for a minute. Right. It's like not corny. <laughs> like, what the heck? Girl, y- y'all can't see me, but I'm twerking. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a 2000s jam. Yes. It's so freaking good. It's so good. Like, this is the best song of 2022. Oh, absolutely. And it's 2023. That should tell y'all something. Y'all, okay, wait, hold up. Okay, I have so much to say. Okay. Because I, I, I have, it's like a lot of comments about this particular song. One, it's incredible. Like, seriously, this is the best thing I've heard from, like, really any group <laughs> for, since the last best song. What was the last best song that I heard from a group? I can't even, like, think of something this good. Like, I think they might have just be, like, okay, Stacy has me in a grip because ASAP is still so catchy. Yes. But I do think the song is actually objectively better, even though ASAP may be slightly catchier. Yeah. But I want to say so many things. I want to say like, the thing is with this group, y'all, like this is their lane. This is what they excel at. And the thing that I notice is when they are like using like slang And even, you know, terms that are more so associated with like AAV, not necessarily straight up AAV, but like Southern English, like ain't and y'all and stuff like that, which are, you know, Southern, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds so natural. And it's like, like, I don't know how to explain it. It just sounds like they just be talking like that all the time. And they've been singing like that all the time, which they probably, maybe they have. I don't know. I don't know them that well, but like, I like that it doesn't sound like like fake and forced Mm -hmm. they also have this performance quality which we talked about a lot back when um we used to talk about big bang and how like what separates them from like bts and i think we used to say things like because big bang is not going to hit every single piece of the choreography but it's still going to look good Mm -hmm. and i feel like even i feel like this group hit every single piece of the choreography and had the charisma at the same time. Like it was, it, it's something you don't really see in K-pop. Like you, you either get one or the other and I'm not like trying to compare them to McBang or BTS. Where I'm just saying like, you either, it's like you get one or the other a lot and like you never get both. Yes. So it's really cool to get both. And then also speaking, when Nat started speaking on the runs, I noticed that like they have, we talk about this with 17 a lot where they know how to do R&B ad-libs very well. Like, it is very much like these are people who really studied or listened to this type of music and, like, can mimic it. And I don't, honestly, I don't really find anything wrong with mimicking their style. Like, if that's the style you like, like, I be mimicking singers I like all the time. You know, if I like Beyonce or whatever, I'll mimic her style of singing. Um, So... But but to, for me, like this sounds really like 
genuine. Like it doesn't sound like they had to practice too much to get here, which, you know, that's a compliment. That's like not a bad thing, but I am really excited about them. Like, I think even though I didn't really like some of the other songs as much, Left Right really came through. Like Shooting Star was that transition song where it's like the first two songs were like not my cup of tea, but they had flashes of brilliance, like in those pre-courses. And then Shooting Star, I think was like a, like a transition, like a bridge. It went from like what Mascara and Tippy Toes were giving until, and it was kind of hinting at Left Right. And then Left Right, like really brought me there. Like I was, these girls can sing, they can perform, they seem natural and there is room for them at the table. Like I think they can carve out a space. And when I say at the table, I'm not even talking K-pop anymore. I'm talking about like the greater pop scene. Yes. Like we're, like all pop all over the world combined. Like they have a space at the table. Like they're, it's in the same way that we talk about like Flo or Chloe and Hallie in, in terms of like, there can be more than one like girl group absolutely at this at the table Mm -hmm. and i think that this might be one of them like i truly think that they have the talent to have the success that blackpink has and that's a hot take it's super controversial but but i i really think that that's the case like they have it and i i really feel like they can blow up and i really would like i really like they can like like have the talent like have the level of success that matches what I'm seeing in this early showing. Okay. Enough of me just gushing about how great they are. What do y'all think about XG? Yeah, Ash. I'm really curious about Ash. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, Demon, I don't think what you said is a hot take at all. I mean, I think they absolutely deserve the success that Blackpink has um because frankly in my opinion they are the way superior group (laughs) um (laughs) and i just i think it's kind of i feel like i said earlier i think they're wasted on k-pop and not because like i see how they are going for that aesthetic and that's sound kind of but with left right i think that proves that they have the talent to go beyond just doing a k-pop like to just being a K-pop group, like they could easily be catering to the Western market and not saying that they're not going to, or that they don't because they are doing English songs. But I just think that they could set their sights a little bit higher than trying to be a Japanese group within a Korean, a predominantly Korean space, which is going to make things more difficult for them. Um, That does not to say that I don't think they can't succeed there. I just think that I think that they have the talent and the potential to, like you said, have a seat at the table and be considered like just a girl group that is talented and deserves, you know, all of the, you know, applause, you know. So because they honestly, I, I can't think of like, there's no one else really right now that I think is is serving <laughs> Like that, you know, Little Mixes is on hiatus. Um, Destiny's Child is on hiatus. Like you said, we've got Flo. We have Chloe and Hallie. Um, we have, you know, the other K-pop groups. Um, so they definitely have that unique, like, uniqueness of having the performance quality, the vocals, the, the dancing. And 
you know, if they, I think personally to me, I would like for them to keep with the left, right sound, but I understand if they want to diversify and try different, you know, things like their other music. But like Jimin said, I think that is their lane. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm with her. I, they have so much potential. I would really like to see them make moves beyond just K-pop. Yeah. No, I agree. 100%. Wow. High praise coming from Ash. Yes. <laughs> oh, you know what? We should actually like do an album review because I'm pretty sure this was like not just a single album. Like I thought it was like a actual album or like a mini at the very least. So, I mean, it might be kind of cool to do an album review and listen to the other B-sides to see if they're like closer to left, right or shooting star, which would be kind of cool. Um, but I mean, I agree completely with what, what you guys are both saying. Um, actually, I'm just, oh, wait, never mind. There's only two songs on this. Never mind. It isn't, it's not, it's sad. I'm sad. Okay. But, uh, yes. So I agree 100% with both of what you guys said. Um, they actually had me hooked from tippy toes. Like there was like, I listened to that song and I'm like, okay, so they have vocalists. I'm not a huge, you know, like, I don't think every group needs to have a rapper. They clearly have, like, three or four or something like that. And I'm like, okay, they're clearly kind of going for that Blackpink, you know, like, 21 lane. But it it's less Blackpink and more 21 that I'm getting from them just because of the confidence right off the bat. And because they were both, like, they're so in tuned with the performance of it that you can tell that they... Like, not to say that they don't care what they look like, but that you could tell it's not at the forefront of their their brain. You know, like, and I mean, I've been in K-pop long enough to know when a group is pushing aesthetics over, like, the performance, 100%. Because it's, it, like, I've been very much in tune with that. And from XG did, like, tippy toes to, like, even to now, like, aesthetics are important. Obviously, it's, they're in the K-pop space, right? But you can tell that they focus more on how they perform and committing to the performance and that's very very much in line with 21 who com- com- like like if you see the, some of the like most of their music videos they commit to the theme they commit to what they're saying and what they're doing so you believe it right and i think mm-hmm. that's the difference between like xg and some of these other groups is that they are here to perform like they get what pop music is pop music is a performance-based like genre it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, you know, something you dance to, something you sing along to in the shower. Like, it's supposed to be a good time. And I feel like one thing with K-pop is that it's so over-manufactured and, you know, produced and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it does kind of strip the fun out of it, especially when you go online mm-hmm. and you see all this stuff, right? But XG just, is, like, XG's music, honestly, I'm not even trying to be dramatic. It feels like a celebration. It feels like you and your girls are getting together and you're having a good time. That's what XG's music feels like to me. And I think that's why I connected to them right away and why I, like, I am so happy for all of their comebacks. You know who they actually remind me of? Everglow. Because that's how Everglow feels like to me. And that's why I always, I've loved Everglow since Bonbon Chocolat, okay? Um, but, like, it, it just, it's fun. Like, can we not have fun in music anymore? Can we not, like, just have a good time, be excited and happy and not worry about streams, about fandom wars, about album sales, about all of this stuff? Like, can we just, like, have a good time, sing along, dance along? Like, 
I don't know. I just feel like XG is a happy place. And I feel like all the people who like XG all kind of seem to think like that. Like, it's all policy. Like, all the people that I follow on Twitter that are into XG, just happy posts and tweets all day today. You guys, we're having a good time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't want to make it so deep or whatever, but like, they're a good time. I hope they continue making this type of music. I do agree that, like, they're leaving these K-pop girls in dust. Like, they're, like, uh-huh. no offense, but like, talent-wise, they're they're leaving them in the dust. <laughs> so, I get it. But, hey, you know what? Korea has made millions off of the Japanese market. So, it's about yeah. time that they flip the script and, you know, started using the Korean pop music industry, you know, to their um, advantage. So, I'm here for... It's just okay. kind of... Yeah, like, it's just kind of, I, I want to add to that real quick. Or Also, I want to say, too, like, it's just kind of, like, wild to me because it's, like, we're talking about them as if they're a K-pop group, and it's just kind of a weird question mark of, like, what are they? Right. But I also think it's interesting, too, because there was this big, long Twitter thread about, like, uh, XG will never be accepted by the Korean public, and it's, like, who cares? Right. Like, they're accepted by the rest of the world. Like, they're cool. <laughs> Also, too, in today's K-pop landscape, you don't need the Korean general public to know who the hell you are. Do they know who Card is? No, Card is literally in South America every six months. They they couldn't tell you who BM was, though. So, like, it doesn't matter if K-pop knows, like, if the Korean general public know who a group is. No, it doesn't. ATs is another prime example of that. So, like, XG can live. <laughs> They'll be fine. They yes. can get invited to Music Core and show and all the kind of stuff. Like, hey, let them be there, perform. They have their fans. They have a small and but growing international fan base. I do think some Korean purist fans are probably not going to be into XG for really weird, gross reasons. And I'm talking about, like, the international fans who are like, if it's not Korean, it's not worthy of their time those are the people i'm talking about um but you know what screw them so who cares gross right mm-hmm. anyways like that's i want to see something real quick oh, yeah. xg is i want to see who the you can't really even say makne what's like the japanese version of makne okay the makne is like a baby like she's actually literally under 18 so Aww. actually oh wow a lot of them are under 18 it's like wow. i would never guess that to be honest I wouldn't either. Well, okay, there's, okay, there's a quite a, there, okay, so let's, I say like, I don't know how, okay, so there's one that was born August 10th, 2005. What's that? Like 17? Yeah, so there's, there's this year. There's two 17 year olds and there's one that just turned 17. Um, so I guess they can't dance battle ATs, but I couldn't think, I can't think of any other groups that they can d- dance battle because boy groups are not this young. So, <laughs> so I mean, age or not, oh, young or not, they probably could still take ATs. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead, Ash. Oh, no, I, I don't think I was going to say anything. <laughs> Sorry. One of them was a model when she was 15. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, they're all very talented and, um, like I, they're just gonna keep growing yeah. and becoming greater. And um, one of them is a—I was gonna say—is a weeb, but then I'm like, <laughs> but she's literally Japanese, so right. I guess not. Right? She's she just like a, a normal anime stand, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is really cute. But yeah, I like them. Um, I don't—they don't have my stand card, 
because I don't stand anybody, but they like don't even have my like enjoyer label that I give to Chattanoo and Cognaniel. But that's literally just because like they're so new. Like I need to see them do more things and also be firmly adults before I start like really getting into them. But I like their music so far. So, yeah. Yeah. I will volunteer to uh, give them some American promotion (laughs) if, uh, you know, they are willing. But yes, I think. Come on, show XG. (laughs) Right. Oh my God. Yes. They should actually come on. We will, we'll, we'll let the people know about you. So anyways, yes, that's the episode guys. Uh, Yep. Done. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know how to reach us, Naya and Edison, on Twitter, yes. NotYourAverageEdison mm-hmm. at gmail.com, and on Instagram, and on Facebook, and NotYourAverageEdison. Mm-hmm. We have a Patreon. It is $3 a month, and some changes are coming, guys. But, yep. you know, if you're a patron, you're just going to benefit even more. So, <laughs> but we'll, we'll definitely let you guys know when everything has been finalized. But we are definitely making some um, changes uh but yes support us we are a small black owned business it is black history month i will use that to build you into becoming a patreon because i can do that (laughs) but anyways let us do some shout outs real quickly before we go hello Uh, okay yeah 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 i'll go first Uh, i yeah go ahead Okay. Um, shout outs to our YouTube channel. Uh, it has Ooh. been a long time coming, but we have started reposting uh, or posting uh, new material, and uh, there should be uh, regular uh, videos um, coming uh, in the near future. Uh, we have one uh, now uh, from our most recent episode where we talked a bit about uh, Jay Park and uh, <laughs> his uh, sex symbol status. Uh, so uh, that's a, a new one. Um, we also have a very, very good video uh, narrated by Jimin about um, Jung Hyun from uh, Shiny uh, that did very well and it, it's very well done. So yes, please watch that as well. And we've got some older stuff on there, uh, mostly music video uh, commentary, but uh, stay tuned for our, our, our new stuff and we're very excited about it. So uh, yes, yeah, shout outs to the YouTube channel, to Nat and Jibin, um, to Jay and to all of you out there for listening to us. Wow, thank you. I want to shout out to all the Marks of the world. Mark Pahin, Mark Lee. That's it, because I don't know (laughs) the rest of y'all. I want to also shout out to XG for, like, being a bright spot in my week so far. So, left, right, is that girl. Um, I also want to shout out to... I have like a lot of favorite things lately that are like coming from entertainment and media industry. Um, so shout out to all the things that I enjoy. Um, I was gonna say all the boys I loved before, but like then people would think that I'm shouting out the show. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I've never watched the show. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And shout out to cheer on Netflix for like being my trash television. Um, it's actually not trash television, but like everybody, like the situ- there's drama surrounding the show that is trash. And I love that for me. 
that I get to participate in it. So yeah, shout outs to them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, very quickly, shout outs to us. Shout outs to the listeners. Thank you for your support as always. Shout out to Korean music entertainment. Um being really, really just interesting right now and not in a you know, someone's being abused. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, oh. it's, I mean, like, not in one of, like, the normal, like, you know, not great way, but, like, in a way that literally does not affect me in any way, shape, or form, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm completely detached from it, so I can enjoy it completely, and that's why I'm really, like, I, I'm shouting them out, um, and shout out to, um, Inuyasha, I've been watching that lately a lot. I love it. I don't know why. I, I don't know why it took me so long to rewatch it, but I've been re- like doing that lately. And here's a anti shout out to Sashomaru for marrying Rin. That man was her dad. He was. It wasn't my blood. He was her adopted father, and now he is her husband. Yeah. No, yeah. thank you. You know the sad thing is, there. you're the only person I know that's watched that show that has a problem with it. What are you talking about? Everybody that I'm mutuals with on, on my like really? private account feels really? the same. And let me tell you, we used to be down bad for Sashomaru. Maru. We used to be down bad because that's what I remember he was yes, like. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I re- remember Inuyasha is old, like real old. Like I was a teenager watching Inuyasha, the anime. So like it is a very old show. And I have always thirsted after Sashomaru. Maru. But then when I saw this whole written thing, I was like, nah, nah, I can't do it, man. It's just not for me. It's it's a little it's it's a little too much. But yes, that's all I wanted to say. Um, oh, shout out to Tango Ting! We're yes. getting a movie. I just oh. found out like an hour ago. what it was? I totally forgot. We're getting a movie for part what? Part three? Part one? So it's not Cores. Yeah, it's not Cores. It's it's a movie. We're getting a movie. Okay, when do we get this information? This literally dropped. I mean, I mean, okay, well, I saw it today, but I think it might have dropped a little earlier than that actually but yeah it's like an hour movie or something like that um that ain't enough but, but that's just the first part remember there's two parts because this final season will never end so <laughs> like it's pretty good, like, stretch the story out for like a clean eight more hours yeah so apparently three days ago polygon reported that part three is going to be split into two extra long episodes so yeah, it's gonna okay. be basically like whatever. I'm, I'm done with the entertainment industry. Like, figure out what this is gonna be and then report it to me. Don't be giving me updates. It, it says it's gonna be so. March third. We're gonna get an hour of the first part, and then we're gonna get an hour of the second part. So yes, that ain't enough. Okay, I'm mad. Right, <laughs> I, only two more hours with Aaron. Well, I guess. It, <laughs> I was about to spoil the mess out of this last part. I'm not going to spoil it. I was going to say only two more hours with Aaron, and then I was going to say something else. All right. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited, too. So, yes. All right, guys. Thank you once again for your your time and for your listens and your support. Don't forget to like, comment, and share. It helps. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.